rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? I'm losing control of my graphics. What's going on? Yeah, it's true. Russian bot. I see your message there. Please, for the love of God, don't say we are still talking about the orange, <laughs> the orange man bad man baby maybe. Yeah, it's true. Actually, I was thinking about that tonight when I was watching the corporate media, and they had Michael Cohen on, and they were asking him, "When do you think Trump will um, get his fight back?" And I wanted to vomit. It's true. We're still talking about the orange con man, and we'll probably be ta talking about him for a while because he refuses to go away. And I wonder if... So uh, we won't just be talking about him tonight. I'm also going to talk about the Dems tonight. And we're going to talk about how how they're they're gonna lose again if they don't follow what i'm gonna tell them and us so that's it's really the truth so thank you for hanging out my name is tara devlin and yeah we're living in the last days of the i always want to say roman republic american republic yeah we really are in fact i heard somebody this is how bad it is. Now, if you know that they're talking about it on the corporate media, it has to be bad. When you hear some truth, because the corporate media, the well, first of all, let me make sure everything is working before I dive completely in here, because we know I always have technical problems. So everybody can hear me, right? Making sure I'm going out over the internet uh, over the series of tubes called the internet machines okay i know we're on a delay it's kind of annoying to me it's annoying everything's annoying i live in america it sucks what do you want okay one two three my name is tara devlin somebody on the chat can tell me if we're being heard we we well we 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 have a regular show on Saturday evenings from six to eight p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, and then we're rebroadcast on Sunday starting six p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Give the show a good review on iTunes. That helps get us up in the rankings and. Other people want to find a liberal show, a normal show, a, a show for normal people, okay, for real Democrats, a show that it will, if they listen to me, we wouldn't be in this goddamn boat. I really believe that. I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like Twitler, like I have all the answers or I'm the greatest that ever, whatever. I'm not the greatest, clearly, and I'm not... I mean, I'm not a narcissist. I'm probably, what's the opposite of narcissist? I don't quite loathe myself, but I know I'm, I have a realistic assessment of me. I've been to a lot of therapy. I've had to have a lot of therapy, whatever. 
I'm not perfect. Uh, you know, there was only two perfect people I heard in my life. One was Jesus, and then the other was Trump. So I don't know. Um, F him. What? I'm, a, I'm not going to say F Jesus. F Trump is what I meant to say. So, um, so what was I saying? It doesn't. I'm not saying that I'm the greatest, but the fact is I do, I, I know a couple of things. Okay. And one of the things I know is that uh, the, the messaging game, how you speak to people and, and reach people because ultimately that's what it's about getting, getting through the, the bullshit and touching people's heart touching and changing their minds because that's how it goes we um this is why supporting the liberal media the only this is the liberal media by the way it, that's the only way we're gonna win is if we own the messaging game and then it won't matter what nancy pelosi says and does even you know uh, they're already attacking the progressives that's what we're going to get to but it won't matter because they will like we saw with black lives matter movement how they all ran into the well of the, wherever the hell the house and took a knee as fast as they could even though they were half of them weren't sure if they were ever going to get back up again because they're all nothing but bags of bones up in that bitch, but whatever. So they didn't start the Black Lives Matter movement, but they certainly wanted to pretend they were right in the front or leading it all along or at least being a part of it. That's because we, first of all, we didn't take no for an answer, and really that's how it has to go. And the message was out there. We have, we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of democracy. This is how we end the show all the time. I remind people we're on the right side of humanity. So, but um, we're not going to get anywhere if they own the message. And they are. They're, they're, they have. They have, and they have the Democrats up against the wall. So it's, We'll get to that. Should I, maybe I should just start with this since we're talking about it. Let's say yes. Mig <laughs> the Minion Maggot March is tomorrow. They're having a, mi a Mignon Magnet ma uh, Magnet March. <laughs> Why can't I talk? I already can't talk. The Million Maggot March is happening tomorrow. Million ma Maggot Maggot March. Oh, holy shit, this is really happening? People flying to D.C. for the Million MAGA March! Oh, please. God help us. We're in big trouble. This country is in such big trouble. And was in more trouble before Twitler got there. He just exploited the open fissures of disunity. Hold on, this is from where the Washingtonian. I don't know. Is that a right wing rag? I don't, I don't know. I'm not familiar with this one. 
people people are flying to DC for the million maggot march. Well, they say maggot march, and naturally posting selfies. Already, there are about a hundred people gathered near the White House in anticipation of tomorrow's million MAGA march, complete with Trump flags and decked-out cars. And the Infowars truck has been spotted downtown with people in combat-style gear, sitting in the trunk. Oh God, would they just secede already? You know, aren't we done with these freaks? I've had enough of them all. They clearly have no interest in democracy. They don't want, they're not capable of it. How many times I got to say this? Hmm. Wow. I'm looking at the Facebook chat. Of course, fly your poop kits over Dems. What is this? Isaac Locke. Your mouth stinks. I see poop stand on them Dems. You see what I'm saying, guys? These people, that's so who they would call an elitist in the Trump and Z world. That's somebody who's highly, highfalutin educated right there. That's what you call re- some real deep thinking. Over in uh, on the Million Maggot March. <laughs> yeah, that's you, Isaac. I see you. I see you, Isaac, and I'm looking at you. Dems eat poop. Okay, Isaac, you've uh, taken up enough of our limited lifespan. This is why I always say that cons they real they offer nothing. They bring nothing to the table. They say nothing. If ever a fascist had something interesting to say, I would would faint. That's the top. That's the pinnacle of con thinking right there. Dems eat poops. Oh, Isaac, you must slay them at the Klan rally with that one. Woo! Now go take a nap, baby. You must be worn out from all that thinking. Trying to come up with something. Something clever and failing. Swing and a miss. Another swing and a miss. For the right-wingers. First, they... Whatever. I, I can't get into it with this fucking moron. People, they proved me right yet again. You see, right on the on the Facebook chat. There's what's with these Facebook chatters? Well, I think that what it is, Facebook is a cesspool now. It's um, they've whatever the algorithm is. It's a hub of fascist fake news, and it attracts a lot of morons like. Shit attracts flies. So there you go. They were all hanging out on Facebook. Well, Periscope too. Whatever. Who cares? They proved me right yet again. That's all they got. Dems eat poop. Oh boy. 
Dems fighting words. And I bet you, Isaac, I wonder how old are you, Isaac? Just uh, a simple question. I'm wondering. He's probably an old man, too. Because that's as good as it gets. Doesn't matter. Years go by. Decades go by. And these fascists, they're, uh, it's, they have the uh, emotional maturity of a schoolyard bully. Which is pretty sad. Hold on a second. That's what's so... It's terrible in general. Well, it, well, it speaks to normal people. Progressives, the patriots, the real, uh, the real patriots. People like us who are capable of functioning in a free democratic society. That... Even the idiots all get to benefit from the civilization that we make possible for them. The United States that we created, that progressives created, now these idiots run around waving their giant made-in-China Trump flags thinking that they're patriots when they're sucking a dictator's taint who received fewer votes for the second time. That's the, the grifter they look to for leadership. And regardless, you can look to, I guess, whoever the hell you want, but this is a democracy. I've had enough of the tyranny of the minority and really, I want them off my back because they're the parasites. Everything that they project, we, I mean, we've done this already. We've broken them down psychologically. They project their manias outwards, and they are everything that, uh, well, the way that they describe, they're patriots, bullshit. They're the opposite of patriotic. They, when they talk about government, how they, uh, big government, what they're talking about is democracy. They hate democracy. Clearly. You saw what happened. Twitler received fewer votes. Two times. Uh, and if you're, if they're capable of functioning in a democracy, take your stupid Trump flags your made-in-China Trump flags, and your grifter and with his fake university, fake vitamin scam, fake what, everything that he's ever touched, all the failures that, and the, the scams that he's inflicted on decent people, some of them, and get the F home. Go to F home. Build, your, build a coalition. Go knock on doors. But they don't know how to function in democracy because that takes maturity. It's so much easier to beg a dictator for a trickle. Please trickle on me. And then this is what is so sick about the right-wingers. And I, I, how many times have I said it on the show? Secede. Please effing secede already. We could come up with some kind of breakup plan. You ever have a relationship that didn't work out? Let's 
break this shit up. We'll come up with some kind of agreement. You want Kentucky? It's yours. Kansas? Okay. I know there are decent people there, too. I do. We'll work it out. Whoever wants to come live in the normal states can do it. We'll have a transition period. And here in the normal states, we can, sit, we can have some kind of federation, and you can have your con man, and we can have civilization. You know, libraries, roads, democracy. We, we can wear masks when a pandemic hits so we don't look like the laughing stock of the entire world. You look at a, a picture of the United States, a graph of uh, the outbreaks of COVID in comparison to Canada, right across the border. It's like it is, diff- it is totally an entirely different world. We're all covered with, with COVID, and they have their cases, but because they're not a bunch of morons and they have a community spirit that Republicans hate. And you can't do, you can't have a functioning civilization without it. A civic responsibility that the responsibility that we have to each other. Because, you know, the right-wingers, the fascists, the freaks, the Trumpanzees, the Isaac Locks of the world, they want all the benefits of civilization, but they want none of the responsibilities that we have to each other. You know why? I, I, I could tell you, just like I know how to fix the Democratic Party, how to fix this country... And we talk about it on the show. It's not a secret. And it's whatever. They, they don't like black people. That's what it comes down to. They are racist. It was all mixed in together with their large amygdalas, which gives them... They, they have a large fear center in their brains. So everything's scary. And the complex world is scary. There's a lot of different types of people, different pigments, different cultures, different sky spooks or versions of the sky spook that they're worshiping, different ways of doing things. That's frightening to the small-minded. That's why they have to pine. They, they look to the con man, the grifter, the idiot to lead them as long as he is just as stupid as they are and he is just as racist as they are, it makes them feel like they're somebody because deep down inside, they know they are nobody, that they add nothing to the world. They know that they are insignificant. They are insignificant and little the best they can do is be a troll on the internet. That's the pinnacle of their careers. They don't offer anything to humanity or, or decency. They don't bring anything to the table. That's why, oh, they, don't, they like it when uh, the libs sticking it to the libs. 
you know, like the libs like uh, Thomas Jefferson and the founding fathers, those progressives who stood up to a king in an intergenerational entrenched monarchy that ruled Western civilization for thousands of years. There's nothing more progressive than that. So they can't handle that. Because it takes a level of maturity, and you have to have an intellectual curiosity, too. But they can only extend their minds to the point of going on the Internet and going, Dems eat poop. You see? These aren't, they're not patriots. They're the opposite, whatever that, I mean, they hate this country. Then not only do they hate the country, they're confused by the country. Well, that's probably why they hate the country. It goes along with their fear. You know, the whole fear center of the brain. And that's why there are a bunch of followers who look at a con man and say, hey, that guy with the fake university, the vitamin scam, the serial bankruptcies, the one who paid zero taxes, who's the biggest loser, American taxpayer. Yeah, somebody had to be the biggest loser. It was him. Oh, all fake news, fake news, fake news, right? Yes, another pillar of democracy that they can't handle because they hate the country. So you can keep going. It's like hanging out. Like I say, it's like watching... Like Jane Goodall studies apes, I study trumpanzees. And literally, it's like watching a trumpanzee. Well, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, it's a, <laughs> it's one of the memories seared in my mind. We went to the zoo, the Staten Island Zoo, when I was a child, and there was a monkey there masturbating. And we were all like, laughing. That's how we laugh at people like Isaac Locke. He's sitting there. You know, and I'm sure it's. That's what it's like. They go onto the internet, the window to the whole world, and they they show everybody exactly who they are. As my father always said, you can't expect more than a grunt from a pig. So there they are. True, proving me right again. I'm only pointing it out because they prove me right all the time. So, yeah. All right. Hold on a second. One other thing I have to do here before we continue is I want to say thank you for your super chat, Jim. Yes. Thank you for all your support. And thank you for your super chat right out of the gate. Jim, where is my applause? Okay. That's what I was looking for. Jim showing it like how we do it. I want to say hello to everyone in the chat room. Thank you, Jim. Hello. Hello, Darth, for being the first one in the chat room. And Russian bot, thank you. Thank you, Sin City for all your support and who else is here darth jim and els hello 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 haiku hello and hello richard nice to see you 
I saw. Who else is here? Hello, Steve. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been a while. It's been a few days. Hello, John, in the chat. And Covert White Rabbit showing up. I'm sure more will show up. The thing that sucks about not having a set time, I've complained about this before. It's not a complaint. It's just the truth, I suppose. We have to share to tell people what we're up against. We need patrons. We need supporters. So we can have a daily um, set time to do the show every single day. I haven't been able to do a show all week because of other commitments I had to take to keep Tarabuster Studios going. But hopefully that'll change soon, ho- eventually. We'll, we will have a set time. It's so it's easy. It's uh, easy. It's hard to build. Um, it's hard on you guys is what I'm trying to say. Because it's all of a sudden the sh- you get a notification that the show is happening and it's not fair. It's not fair to the audience. So I appreciate all your support and I recognize that being um, a supporter and a fan, I guess, how else? I don't know. A support? I, I, it's weird saying fan, but I guess a uh, supporter of the show is like a second job. In many ways, it takes time out of your day and night, and you gotta also you gotta have a lot of patience. So, thank you. Wait a minute. One thing I'm trying to do right now. Also, you also you also have to understand, and you do, about our technical difficulties. Maybe it's become sort of like a a co-host. <laughs> the technical difficulties. I'm trying to find the show on Facebook. This is what I'm trying to do so I can mute that idiot. Because they add nothing to the to the table. They bring nothing to the table. They add nothing to the conversation. It's just like having somebody sitting there playing with his own poop. You wouldn't invite a monkey to a round table and say, here, monkey, uh, try to behave yourself. Right? They add nothing. So, except the only thing that they do, and this is the point of of trolls in general, we know that they are um, sick. There's, they've done studies on people who are internet trolls, and they're, um, they're not that smart. And they're also emotionally sick. Many of them are sociopaths, because that's all they do. Could you imagine... That's your life. You spend your limited. We only have a limited lifespan. This thing is a. This is a finite experience that we're sharing, the same air together for this blip of time. And that's how they spend it. Right. It's very sad. But hey, what can you say? That's who they are, which is why you don't give people like that power. They're not capable of having power. They're not capable of of having a normal conversation, of being a normal person. 
So, yeah. Bye, asshole. Bye, Isaac. Oh, my God. I'm actually reading these comments. He's really prolific. 52 comments. It must be. He's very sad being Isaac. You know, that's what you do with your life. My God. How much does China pay you for this? Wow, amazing. Hold on, what the fuck is going on? I hate Facebook, by the way, I have to say. Everything about it. Just when you get to um, understand how to do one thing, they change everything. So now... Everything has changed. I'm trying to find this effing stupid son of a bitch on here. This is why it's a good time to go over to iTunes or to go to Patreon.com and become a patron. And yeah, maybe one day we'll have somebody. Look, I'm, I got to show you this. I'm going to take some screenshots. Wow. I have to, because I'm going to put them in the, I'll, I'll show you. Poop. Poop. Turd popsicles on Dems. Dems are communists. Wow. Get out of here. This is why I need, I should get somebody else. Well, not just you, Haiku. You would already have kicked him out, but it's somebody on Facebook, too. God. I'm still here to listen to your poop mouth, he writes. And guess what, everybody? I'm still here. How does he spell here? Right. Exactly. H-E-A-R. I'm still here. Okay. Mm -hmm -hmm. Sorry, guys. Okay, finally. All right, now we can get back to the work of the show. Damn it. I apologize for that, but I there's no way I can keep somebody on the Facebook thread posting every second. Poop, 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 right? And if you're on Facebook and you want to come over to another stream and chat with people who aren't who have a vocabulary beyond a toddler an emotionally stunted toddler check out youtube.com slash c slash rdt daily media and yeah there's some more people in the chat room there all right very good 
Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, that's I apologize for having to take that time out of the show, but I couldn't leave it there. He was posting like a fucking banshee, like a shit stained banshee. <laughs> so, all right, hold on, hold on. Yep, 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 yep. Isaac is banned. Okay, good, good, good. Bye. All right. Where was I? Let's talk about the fascists. And All right, Richard, thank you for your super chat. Let's get back to business here. I apologize for not being able to do the show since Saturday. Oh, my God. So much has gone on, and let's begin with what what I was talking about. Let's just talk about the Dems, since they're on our minds. Well, we we started talking about them. I saw this article in the Huffington Post about the Dems have this... They had a after-action review phone call about the election, what happened and what happened in the election and how Dems lost seats. Though, of course, the past few days, have you watched how this is this is what always happens with Democrats because we're always, I don't know, so apologetic about winning, about being right, about being on the right side of history. I don't get it. This is why I talk, say the show is unapologetic liberal talk. We don't have anything to apologize for. The corporatists certainly do. Yeah, they should apologize. But of course, they're spinning all of the defeats. Well, we did win. We, win, we won more votes, as we always do. That's the thing about this country. And before I got sidetracked, I was saying I heard on the corporate media, there was a pundit or a commentator who said that we are slipping into oligarchy and that we have to really assess what we're, well, we're not, we're slipping this. Well, this is what I say. We're not slipping into oligarchy. We're there. But this is what he said. And we have to assess what 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 kind of country we are where we allow the tyranny of the minority and he actually used those words that i use the tyranny of the minority this is what we've been up against that the the electoral college this throwback to slavery to times that we need to leave in history's trash heap has have has what am I saying? Has enabled the minority of the country that doesn't want to have a democracy. They don't want to have a coalition. They're not. They don't agree on what it means to be an American. They think that being an American means you get to walk around. Walmart with an M16, but not have to put on a mask in the middle of a pandemic. That's what they think. That's freedom to them. Freedom to them is not giving a shit about anybody else but themselves. That's not 
patriotic. And then it's certainly not why the founders rebelled against the intergenerational aristocracy and monarchy. They, they rebelled to create a country of, by, and for the people. They picked our national motto, E Pluribus Unum. Yeah, they were hypocrites, okay? They were misogynists, racists. All right, yes, we know that. But what they, they had some pretty aspirational promises in their founding documents. They were creatures of their time. But as we get closer, as we tried to get closer to a more perfect union, these freaks, the fascists, the racists, the oligarchs, those who don't have an interest in democracy, democracy gets in the way. They can't handle it. And they will always, as you could see by the 70 million who cast a vote for the con man, yet again, they saw everything that he was doing, which is nothing, golfing. They saw that effing con man kill 200, near, nearly quarter of a million Americans in three months. And they said, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that again. Yeah, give me a double of that. They saw that that they were they're fine with lies with a freak who does everything do you remember during obama how we always we had to endure the constant badgering of obama about how he went out he played golf this that freaking son of a bitch played more golf in one year than Obama played in his entire eight years. But that's okay, you see, because he was white. And that's what it comes down to. Oh, it always goes down to that. It is. They don't like being called racist, but they are, Blanche. They are. They're not smart. They're, they can't, they're not smart enough not to be racists. And it's that simple. They're motivated by simple things. Not too complicated. They're not about freedom. When they say they're about freedom, what they are about, what they really mean, is that they're about selfishness. And themselves, you see, they don't want to share civilization with people who have darker pigment. You understand? That's what it comes down to. That's freedom to them. So they're not capable of, of course, now they're not recognizing the election. We were supposed to recognize the con man who received fewer votes. And before him, we were supposed to recognize another con man, well, another crime family, the Bush crime family, who received fewer votes and was installed by the Supreme Court. But that's okay when we have to, we're supposed to respect the results of the election. We keep hearing how elections have consequences when Mitch McConnell takes the majority of the Senate despite Democrats receiving more votes. This is how they have rigged the system. Democrats receive more votes and the fascists still remain in the majority.
But we're all supposed to. We're supposed to respect them. See, they never had an interest in democracy. Can't you tell? Right now, I, I mean, good for Joe Biden for saying, they asked him, what are you going to do? How are you going to work with the cons when they won't even recognize that you've been elected? And he said, oh, they'll work with me. He just brushed it off. Good for him, but he's, st- he's trying. Isn't this what Democrats do? They constantly try reaching out to these monkeys. No offense to monkeys, really. They can't help it. They only have 98% the same DNA of us. Maybe like they're better off, but what's the Trump and Z's excuse? They're supposed to know better, but they don't. I mean, they're really disgusting. Hold on. Oh, man. Thank you, River, for your two Super Chats in a row. What? And I want to ask all of you guys, as my co-producers, if anything, if, if the audio sounds okay, let me, or and if it doesn't, let me know. Because this is a new mixer that I have, courtesy of Paul Michael Bailey, one of our um, longtime supporters so I want to thank Paul for making the this amazing m- microphone <laughs> sounds good, sound even better, and thank you for your support. All right, let's talk about. Uh, well, we are we are talking about it. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at the chat. Haiku says refund the police. Here's the thing. I'm listening for the past few days. Well, let's um, let's get into this article because it's all connected. Because I was thinking about messaging. I really wish I don't even need any pay. Just uh, 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 from the Democrats is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> pay to give them this advice. <laughs> I wish they would take it. Um, the the advice about messaging. As far as refund the police, many of the things uh, that's, that go on, it's always about messaging, getting your word out, connecting with people. Human beings are storytellers. And regardless, whatever these effing fascists say, we are an interdependent species, right? So we, we, we're, that's how we are created. We live together um, by design. This is another reason that we are on the right side of humanity because there are no rugged individuals. Get the F out of here. Everybody's an individual, but please, the fascists, they're not, they're the opposite of rugged, just like they're the opposite of patriotic. They're weak. They're weak as shit. They're weak as the, as the baby insults that they spread online. So you have to, you can't think um, really, uh, what's the word? You cannot expect the, the, the American people in general to be able to fill in the blanks to use their minds and expand and, and understand. That's why the 
the the tagline make america great again great great tag i mean it was recycled from the kkk and then from reagan i mean those aren't coincidences that's where it comes from right out of the bowels of the white supremacist movement and well not movement paris the right white supremacist cancer in this country so but it's distinct you don't have to explain it this is why i wish for example um the defund the police this is in the democratic caucus there is this big argument about defunding the police now you'll you'll hear all of uh, these moderate so-called these corporate democrats saying I don't want to hear anything about defunding the police. I will not defund the police. Joe Biden says, I'm not for defunding the police. It, first of all, it's not, I wish, I wish we can roll back time and rebrand the defund the police. It should never have been called that. We should have called it refund or fund community policing. Because that's really what we're talking about. We're not talking about defunding the police. We're talking about funding it in a community, in a community positive way. So, and you would never, when you say defund the police, you're what people envision, and this is why the Republicans, of course, they're running away with this. They envision anarchy. But that's not what we're talking about. We're, ta- we're talking about ha- having a, a police department that doesn't view the people that it protects and serves as um, like they were on the streets of Fallujah or something. That when you call 911 and you have your, your brother-in-law is having a, a mental episode running around naked in the streets, they don't send the SWAT team, they send a, a psychiatrist, somebody from the mental health field. So the person doesn't end up dead. That's what we're talking about, that demilitarizing the police, having a successful police force and a successful society. We and the police are part of that society. So, and people are simple. You can't, you got to spoon feed them the messages. You can't expect them to understand. So when they say defund the police, the, you're not going to get wide traction on that messaging, especially if you have to explain it. Another thing, Black Lives Matter. I wish for all of my, whatever, for all of my wishing that we can roll that back and say, and and instead of conceding all lives matter, I wish we had branded that movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, as all lives matter movement. Because that's what we're talking about. And I've explained this before, that When we're saying Black Lives Matter, we are actually saying all lives matter. Because if all lives actually mattered, we wouldn't have to say Black Lives Matter. 
But in my opinion, because this is a fascist, racist country, they'll use anything. The fascist will exploit every fissure of disunity, as Henry Wallace aptly put it. And I wish we had, we had, I I know we haven't, so it is just speculation and wishing in one hand and shitting in another and see which one gets filled up faster. But if we had initially branded it All Lives Matter, it would have been, I believe, more palatable. And what would they have said? There's nothing you can say to counteract it. Of course, All Lives Matter. Who will, who would ever... Disagree. Exactly. And it's sort of like when the, in the, the birth of the civil rights movement, they, the uh, marchers would walk around, would hold signs that said, I am a man. And I mean, it seems simple, but it's, yes, who could disagree with that? And it's sort of, that is the way saying all lives matter would be another way of saying black lives matter. But the fact that we have to explain it always concerned me. For example, I know um, I have friends on Staten Island. I grew up on Staten Island. Thank God I don't live there anymore. It's a Republican borough. They voted for Twitler again. Of course they do. And they all love Twitler. Not all of them, but I have some friends there. I grew up next to, uh, the, they still live in the same house that I grew up next to, and I'm still in touch with them. And now they're in there. I mean, they were like a second family to me, second mother and father. And now they're in there near 80. And they're both fierce Democrats, unapologetic. And I was speaking with Joanne, and she said, what is Black Lives Matter? Because, you know, Tara, all lives matter. That's what she said to me. And I, but she's a normal person. You know, she, she is a Democrat. She's, she hates Twitler. So she was explaining to me, asking me, what does that mean? And if that fierce, unapologetic, old-er person Democrat was it was confused about Black Lives Matter. That why are they saying Black Lives Matter? Because all lives matter. Then and sincerely saying that, not she's not a racist. She's a, a normal person. And I had to explain it. it. It concerned me. Into that, into the explanation, you're gonna get the disingenuous fascist with an agenda that will exploit the confusion. It's another example. Um, Pro-choice. That's another uh, poorly branded rallying cry. I'm sorry, I'm trying to find the words. Poorly branded rallying cry. Choice. It's not about choice. That's not even how Roe v. Wade was decided. It was decided along privacy lines because these right-wingers say, pro-choice, oh, choose to kill. You don't choose to kill. But everybody understands privacy. Everybody understands getting your filthy Republican nose out of somebody's doctor's office. 
I wish they had branded it pro-privacy and not pro-life. Well, what I mean, not pro-choice. Pro-life is another thing. Pro-life. It's not pro-life. But you see how we allow the Republicans to, we just allow them to own the, own the message. And I think in the heat of the moment, the normal people, they say, they say Black Lives Matter. I'm not sure, where did the Black Lives Matter um, phrase come from? Does anybody remember the origin? Let me see. I'm sure it, it comes in the heat of the moment and then it's adopted. But I, I of course, they're going to counter with all lives. Ma- oh, ma- anyway, whatever. Um, and then, which takes me to another, what we were talking about, another branding. Um, it's not an exercise. Another unfortunate democratic uh, concession when it comes to the word socialism. I am so effing sick of it. Yes, right. Uh, Ed on the chat says, all lives matter except for those who get the death penalty. Exactly. They're full of shit. That's why it would have been brilliant to disarm them of that cudgel. All lives matter. That's all you say. All lives matter. All lives matter. George Floyd's lives, his life mattered. Sandra Bland's life mattered. Amon Aubrey, you know, all lives matter. That would have been easy because they're such hypocrites. If all lives mattered, please. I wish, I wish they mattered. So as far as socialism goes, let's just read this article or part of it from the Huffington Post about the Democratic caucus meeting. So it's Matt Fuller wrote for Huffington Post, the rift in the Democratic caucus. After a worse than expected election results, Democrats are searching for someone to blame and the progressives and the moderates seem certain that the other one is the culprit. When all the ballots are counted, House Democrats will have lost between 6 and 14 seats, with current projections giving Democrats a 226 to 209 majority. Although that's certainly not the worst-case scenario for Democrats, it's also not what they were expecting. Which goes to show you how Republican dirty tricks matter. (laughs) That matters. They work. Kicking people off the voting rolls. You notice how everywhere you return, all these Republicans are throwing out ballots, going to court, trying to make the the um, election not count. Not counting the votes, of course. Because they love America so much, right? But anyway... The Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee and outside pollsters all thought the party would add to its House majority. So it was quite the unwelcome surprise when Democratic lawmakers started losing on election night. And it wasn't just that the members lost. Across the board, most Democrats ended up in a closer contest than anticipated. On a now infamous conference call, 
Two days after the election, moderate Democrats blasted their progressive colleagues, here we go, for slogans like defund the police and ideas like fracking bans. Whenever, let me tell you guys, when you see the Republicans and the right-wing Democrats um, conflating things, mixing up, the or confusing the message, then you know that we have messaged it incorrectly. So, and on the, some level, p- pushing slogans like defund the police is not helpful. I get it. There's other ways we could have said this, and we should we should have said it. And maybe still have time to. Um, to rebrand it, especially that, because we're talking about we, you. Don't, you never want to talk about removing something from somebody, defunding the police, especially. Then you steps the fascist into that. Oh, of course, you're gonna be scared. Look at Twitter's ads about how everybody was gonna be uh, raped in the suburbs. Um, tickling racist funny bones. This is all, of course, it's the oldest tricks in the book. But defunding the police, we're not talking about defunding the police. We're talking about refund community policing, something like that, which has a positive connotation and doesn't speak to taking something away. Refund community policing. Doesn't that sound better? Refund community policing. Exactly. And defund the militarized police. Refund community policing. Period. You're giving something to people. You're giving them something better. And you're not taking away the police. You're You're reframing the focus. Nobody wants armed SWAT team on their... Um, in their community, they they like officer friendly. Exactly. Emasculate the police. <laughs> Haiku says, "No, it's not about emasculate. It's about empowering us all, because they're us. The cops are us. These are our neighbors, our friends, our brothers, our sisters, our." Fathers and mothers, there's should there shouldn't be a wall between us. And this is how you win, frankly, a revolution. If you read any, uh, well, there's that famous book from dictatorship to democracy. One of the 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 steps in any revolution is and when you know it's over and that you have won is when the cops don't um, don't fire on the protesters or don't attack the protesters. When the cops are, uh, they adopt the ideology of the revolution. That's how you know it's over. Or how the oppressive regime knows it's over. So that's what we have to do with the police. Yeah, there are racists in the police, of course. Many, uh, I mean, when I was in the military, when... You join the military, as those, some people who know, who joined know, you take a test. 
you also have to go through an interview process where, and for my particular MOS, I had to go through back, uh, not just a background check, but security clearance, but that's a different story. Not everybody goes through security clearance, but when you're being interviewed and then they go, when you're taking, when you're going through the, um, physical process as well, they're cataloging your um, scars and your tattoos. I have a tattoo uh, on my arm all because they're trying to uh, weed out the racists and white supremacists, Nazis. They're not, su- they're not supposed to be, we're not supposed to be training them in our military. Because they are ant- the antithesis of freedom and democracy, regardless of whatever these fascist right-wingers think. So, same thing with the police. We shouldn't, um, we shouldn't be adversaries. Or uh, I understand. Maybe I'm going to get a letter. I don't know. Of course, I'm walking around in this skin. I don't walk around in uh, darker pigment, and I'm a woman, so that has its certain privileges as well. I remember when I was young, and I was driving, I was a new driver, I got pulled over for speeding, and I cried to the officer before he even got to my car. I stuck my head out the window and was like, please don't give me a ticket. I was crying. My father will kill me. And he didn't give me a ticket. But... I don't think if I was a black man, would that work? Doubtful. So there are certain privileges that come along with the uh, the bodies that we walk around in. And, and there are certain prejudices, of course. And I, re- I remember, I live in New York. I lived here my whole life when Bloomberg was the mayor. And f- stopping and frisking was controversially on every every uh, local news channel and there was a big uh, there's a lot of feelings about it here in New York I, I and of course Bloomberg was he was defending it and others were like this is bullshit and I understood I live in Sunnyside Queens nobody was stopping and frisking people here and I don't think uh, nobody would. When I was walking up the street, I was thinking about what that must be like. I remember saying I would be infuriated if I was walking down the street and somebody said, get up against the wall and started to frisk me. This is um, pretty goddamn scary living in a so-called free country, but that's how, well, think about how, how the fascists, how, uh, how hypocritical they are. They're all about freedom though, right? But they say nothing. They don't give a shit. As long as, this is why I say it's always about racism. They don't care. Freedom? The cops pushing somebody up against the wall and frisking them in their own neighborhood, walking down the street? F that shit. What does that do to a community? What does that do to your to your mind, to your heart? When you're being treated like an enemy in your own neighborhood, it's disgusting, really. So 
And as we know, they did away with it here in New York, and it's um, the crime rates went down. I, everything that we said would happen, happened. And you take out that added uh, negative byproduct of treating people like they're criminals, just walking down the street. That there, that this this adversarial relationship between the cops and certain neighborhoods, they would never do that to where? What they're gonna? Would they go to Williamsburg, where there's a large uh, Hasidic community, and start frisking people? Bullshit. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it to me. They, it, so when you say stop and frisk, they they clearly. Who were they stopping and frisking? They were stopping and frisking our African-American brothers and sisters. And here's the thing. We also, when we live in a society like that, we're all sick. We're all suffering and struggling. And when we take our young men and treat them like that, these are our... Our neighbors, our friends, our coworkers, and they're walking around with this this PTSD from being uh, somebody with darker pigment in a country, in this country, a so-called freedom, a bastion of uh, freedom. Give me a break. So we all live in the consequences of those policies, and that's why it matters. That and that is why. We we have to get the cops on our side, and you don't get the you don't get them on your side by de- saying defund the police. Frankly, you said you know, there's another way to say that we have the same agenda, but as you see on the um, the different ballot initiatives. What we what we wanted as far as defunding the police actually came to pass. But is there's a way of saying it. Wait, hold on. Let's just continue with this article. Um, the Democratic... Okay, yeah. On a now infamous conference call, two days after the election, moderate Democrats blasted their progressive colleagues for push, pushing slogans like defund the police and ideas like fracking bans. See, here's another thing. The Democrats are cowards. They will never explain. They just run. They hide. As soon as uh, the Republicans set the agenda and start r- flinging their names, they, oh, you want to ban fracking, instead of reclaiming the message. Talk about what has to be done. How do we move into the future? Anyway, let's move on. Uh, we'll, we'll get to more of it. And ideas like frack events. Representative Abigail Spanberger, the Democrat from Virginia, who won a tight race, said the number one issue that voters brought up to her was the defund the police policy. And she said if Democrats really meant redirecting funds towards... Oh, wait, wait. And she said if, Democrat, yeah, yeah. if Democrats really meant redirecting funds towards other community programs, they should say that. Exactly. I, I'm not a, you know, Abigail Spanberger fan. But here's the where we get into these problems. Yes, we should. We should immediately fuck defund the police. Let whatever. We should immediately re- talk about refund community policing. 
period. Okay, and then she continues. And we need to not ever use the word socialist or socialism ever again, Spanberger said, according to a recording of the Private Democratic Caucus call. Because while people think it doesn't matter, it does matter. And we lost good members because of that. She added, if Democrats were classifying this election as a success, we are going to get fucking torn apart in 2022. All right, here we go again. This is why I'm, I'm nuts about these effing Democrats, and I encourage everybody to. Um, if you are a Democrat and you know somebody working in a campaign, please ask them to listen to the show. All right? They need messaging, and they needed it yesterday. Socialism, this tedious effing charge. Will, will I ever live to see a day that the Republicans will, won't use socialism as a pejorative? Maybe. Maybe. If we work at if we stop shirking from the fight. I remember when they used liberal as a pejorative. We have to reclaim this. So what are you talking about? Whenever, all over, we we talked about this on the last show too. And if you notice, when you watch the corporate media, all over corporate media, they, well, especially like Morning Joe and all those, the Morning Millionaires, everybody hates socialism, supposedly. They all hate it. Nobody ever defines it. Tell me what socialism is. And as, because where I'm sitting and where you're sitting, first of all, they have said the word socialism. They called FDR social any time we do anything to promote the general welfare. That's the charge we're going to get hit with because we're in an oligarchy ladies and gentlemen, and every time somebody like Spamberger, when she insists we don't use the word socialism and that she's, uh, she doesn't want to hear socialism, she has already conceded defeat to the fascists, and now she's fighting, she's on defense on their ground. And also, but just by her... Her, her, the, her, whatever the hell, the way she's behaving about socialism, the word socialism, she's, she's agreeing with them. All you have to do is understand here. We, we understand Republicans, the average American does not understand what, when we talk about socialism, but as representatives like Joe Biden, he please he he will he'll never do this, but you have to educate the American people and I and go back at these filthy fascists, call them fascists. They have the right to call us socialists. They're fucking fascists. We, I would rather. Um, wouldn't you rather live in a country that regulates? corporations not to pour their coal ash in the streams or how about socialist security you like that right you like your socialist medicare you like your socialist fda your socialist fdic 
You like your socialist roads. You like your socialist eight-hour workday, right? You like your socialist unemployment insurance. And I especially know that the red states love my socialist blue state dollars propping them up. So, enough, Spamberger. I actually tweeted at her. I doubt she'll read it. I said, whenever you cry, don't ever say the word socialism again. You're playing defense on the GOP fascist ground. They call it socialism. But in the least upwardly mobile nation where 80% live check to check, what we're talking about is democracy. And this is what you have to explain. So never, never concede defeat. Say, of course, they call us, they've been calling us socialist. Anytime we do something to protect and promote the general welfare, that is our charge from the Constitution, promote the general welfare. So we're living in a country where the, uh, what, what's the statistic of who can't say, it's, is the majority can't say $400? Well, I know that one-third can't retire. I do know that 80%, I mean, this is the most appalling statistic, and that's why I mention it a lot. 80% living check to check? That says it all. You're done. This is a not, this is a failed state. It's not a democracy. When you have a country where 80% live check to check, and then you, you don't have to go back in time that far. Ask your grandparents. There was a time when we were the most upwardly mobile. Not that long ago, I was born. When I was born, the United States was the most upwardly mobile of all the Western democracies. And we had the slightest income gap between rich and poor. Now we have the widest. And if you're born in America poor, you are more likely to stay poor than in all of our Western partners. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about promoting the general welfare. So all Spamberger has to do is disarm the fascists of their cudgel and, the, the, and, uh, and expect them to use the word socialism because they're not that smart. They've been saying it forever. I'm surprised they don't go to communism because I know they, they, they do call us communists as they, they've been saying this my entire life. Go back in time and look at what they've been saying. They don't have many other charges. That's all they do. Communists, socialists, they don't use the word communist as much anymore because, I don't know, it doesn't have as much bang for its buck now. And they don't have, now there are open socialists in the, getting elected. Because capitalism needs regulation. And that's what we're talking about. Nobody, no, no um, filthy Trump no dupe, Trump cult, MAGA moron. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe one or two, I don't know, think that corporations need no regulation what do they think the eight-hour workday is do they think the seven um i mean the uh what do you call it overtime pay 
or eight-hour workday, overtime pay, vacation pay, or the five-day work week that came about because the corporations were feeling friggin' generous? Obviously, these are people that have no grasp of reality, so of course they don't have a grasp of history. I don't expect that from them. But get off of my feed if you're going to sit there and write poop 52 times because you're an overgrown moron infant toddler. I don't want to insult toddlers because toddlers grow up, but you're an ignorant, racist, emotionally stunted toddler. So that's a sick and terrible way to go through life. Get off this page and go read a book. Do something with your limited lifespan. It's not always going to be here. One day you're going to be rotting in the ground. You're going to be gone. So you want to make the most of your life by adding to adding to society, adding to your at least your immediate surroundings by not being a damn dum-dum. Being, you know, you can forgive some people who are dupes of a con man. But when you've been warned again and again and you, they show you who they are, you don't have, I don't have any empathy for these dupes. So don't be a stupid your whole life. Really, it's tragic. And, okay, as far as socialism goes, I'm telling you, when I, I told you guys when they were arguing the Affordable Care Act at the Supreme Court, I went to Washington, D.C. with Mike Malloy, and he was, we were producing the show remotely with Families USA. They had this radio row, and I was outside talking with the, they weren't Trump Z's. At the time, they were called teabaggers. Remember the teabaggers? Taxed enough already? F you. This Coke-funded AstroTurf bunch of morons who got together after Obama was elected and had a tirade because we were left, yet again, the, this is what happens with Republicans, they leave a mess you know, because they're not interested in a functioning democracy. They get into government to suck on it like a leech. Like uh, Mnuchin posing with his uh, his supervillain, his comic supervillain wife with a, a bunch of dollars or $100 bills. How disgusting are these people? I really wish, you know who Mnuchin reminds me of in in Roman history, but unfortunately it won't, he won't end the same way. Uh, Crassus, who was the richest man in Rome, and he went off to Parthia to win glory and and uh, dignitas, and he was defeated mercilessly, and they poured molten gold down his throat. That's kind of who these, they all kind of remind me of that. Not that, I, it, it makes me wonder about these. If this was another time 
maybe somebody would get a hold of Mnuchin and sh- and and shove some dollars down his throat or something. I'm not. I don't know. Now I'm I'm finding uh, myself talking a bit uh, like what's his name, uh, Steve Bannon. <laughs> not really though. I'm only kidding. Yes, I'm only kidding. Legally and peacefully. You know, Steve Bannon said that something about we should go tutors on Joe Biden, right? Did he say that? And put their heads on pikes? Well, we should go uh, Parthia on <laughs> friggin' Mnuchin, I guess. I'll see your tutors. I'll raise you uh, molten gold. That... Uh, they they poured the gold down his throat because he was greedy. Anyway, I'm not saying it. Whatever. I'm nobody touched them. We don't. I, I don't want anybody to think I'm. Who cares? Whatever. Let me get off this topic before I dig myself deeper. Mm. Let me see. Who's on? Okay. So I wrote to Sue Spamberger, giving her some advice, but, you know, she's not going to read it. Maybe one of her staffers will. They'll probably dismiss it, though, even though it's exactly what needs to happen as far as socialism. The same people who supposedly don't like socialism, they love socialist security, they love socialist Medicare, FDIC, eight-hour workday. Oh, wait, I am so sorry. I'm all over the place. You guys are uh, really putting up with a lot, only because I'm very tired and I haven't. I'm making excuses now. No excuses. I was saying we, we went to Washington, D.C., and I was speaking to one of these teabaggers, and she's, I kid you not, it's not an apocryphal story. It happened. We've seen the pictures. She's the one that had the big hand, the glove, the Mickey Mouse hand, written, keep your government hands off my Medicaid. I talked to that lady. It's real. Keep your gut. This is what we're talking about. Keep your government hands off my Medicaid? We're... We're living in a country where the corporate media, the corporate politicians, and anybody on uh, with a microphone besides the normal liberal media like me to, uh, exp- kind of say that they love capitalism and hate socialism. But they don't know. They don't really know. Nobody's explaining to them. That is the point. The lady is standing there with a big giant glove. Now she'll, I'm sure there's a picture of her in the Smithsonian. Keep your government hands off my Medicaid. Let's see. Your government. Let's see if I can find the picture. And I'll talk. The, the lady's face was all, everywhere. And I spoke to that lady. And I remember her saying... I was speaking nicely to her, of course. 
she was a, seemed like a decent human being. She's like, nobody is saying that we don't um, that no that that they shouldn't go to the emergency room or they shouldn't get their they shouldn't get help if they're sick. This is what she was telling me. We're not saying that. We're not monsters. They could all go to the emergency room. And I'm like, well, that's the problem. This is why we have the worst, measurably worst healthcare in the Western world, in the world, really. We're at the bottom. We always, we consistently rank last in all positive measures. And, but in her mind, she was a good person that didn't want to deny anybody health care, you see? She just likes freedom and hates socialism and wants your government hands off her Medicare. Okay? That's what we're dealing with. So when they go on corporate media and everywhere else and Twitter and Facebook and all of the fascists are going... Socialism, socialism, we hate socialism, but we will always protect your pre-existing conditions, protections, or whatever the fuck. What is that? What is that? That's socialism, you son of a bitch. Because that's the government, we the people, getting in the, in the way of business and saying, if you don't want to, um, if you want to have a business here, if you want to have a health racket in this fucked up country, then you need to protect or cover people's pre-existing conditions, which is a new thing. Thanks to the ACA. That's effing socialism, regulating capitalism. And before that, when the lady who wanted government hands off her Medicare... She's able to go to the to the Supreme Court and stand there with a stupid Mickey Mouse hand and say, you know, she wants her freedom and don't want no government in her Medicare. Well, um, I, maybe she worked a job that had an eight-hour workday and gave her a weekend because we the people got together and said, hey, business, you, you want to have a business? Well, people... Need eight hours off, eight hours rest, eight hours recreation. That was what so many fought, bled, and died to give to us. And we don't even look back. You know what I mean? It's so, it's so offensive to all of those who ever put their neck on the line who died. Who died in the labor movement. That all of these these Trumpanzies and many Americans, normal Americans, don't even think. They don't look back. They don't give a a uh, a nod. They don't take a pause on Labor Day and think of all of those who died to give us a goddamn working uh, uh, to have a decent working life. Please, they think. These fascists, these dupes, what do they what do they think? That um, yeah, the 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 Rockefellers, Jay Gould, uh, the Carnegies, they were all feeling generous one day after being greedy little grifters like the rest of them. 
like like Twitler, I'm so greedy, greedy, greedy. I want to get all the money. Greedy, greedy, greedy. One day they said, you know what? We'll, let's give them uh, an eight-hour workday. Are you kidding me? People died for that, especially the eight-hour workday. How, how about a weekend? That's a n- relatively new invention. That's also socialism, you sons of bitches. Not you guys, them. Idiots. It's so sickening. So, an Al, Al, what's her name? Spamberger? She doesn't want to hear socialism, socialism, socialism again? Well, you've already lost then, bitch. You just conceded defeat. Because you're playing right on the fascist ground. And you've given them everything they wanted. You're running, scared. So why don't you say, yeah, they've been calling us socialist for forever. Every time we try to promote the general welfare, they cry socialism. But this country, in America, we have a working class where 80% is living check to check. And... We have a duty. That's what democracy is. If we can either have a government that funds the rich and makes the rich richer or works for the working class and works for all. That's what we're talking about. So when the so expect them to call me a socialist. That's all you got to say. But uh, it's not socialism. What we're talking about, so, what we are talking about is democracy. I'm sure you, uh, you like your social security. That's socialism. You like your socialist Medicare. That's socialism. Every time Democrats have made these, made these leaps, in spite of the fascist bastards dragging us down, They've charged us with being socialists. Expect it. But I expect... This is what she could say. I expect that my constituents understand that we're not talking about socialism. We're talking about democracy. We're talking about protecting the general welfare. Protecting the general welfare and promoting the general welfare as we are commanded to in our constitution that the fascists pretend to love friggin christ am i yeah exactly richard i fly a few times a year and i love my socialist built airports exactly i love my socialist interstate highways and i bet a lot of these fascists are sitting there in they would be sitting in the dark if not for the socialist Tennessee Valley Authority that brought these rubes electricity. What do you think the the irony, do they even know irony of sitting, railing against socialism on an internet device created by government research and development? Socialism. Oh, unless they made their own... They made their own internet device, right? Their own series of tubes. They came up with it themselves. It's all private. Private. All, all, it's all, nothing is worth doing unless some bankster can make a buck, right? 
God. Yes, Mark C. says, totally agree, Tara. I'm a media masochist and been watching too much Morning Joe, and they all recoil in horror about socialist messaging. Exactly. But that's their purpose. You understand? That is the purpose of corporate media is to ensure that the real revolution never breaks out, that democracy never truly breaks out, which is why they're not doing what I'm doing. They're not... They're not talking about socialism. It, they make me sick. They would never explain to the American people what socialism is. They will never go around the world and talk about what's working in other countries. They just say socialism, 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 as if we all get that it's a terrible thing. When they they don't even have the the... I don't know. I mean, it's the irony. They, there's not a sense of irony at all. As they're sitting, even on the corporate media, they're sitting in their catbird seat with this huge megaphone for many ways, thanks to socialism. I mean, it's all because of the policies that, government made possible government can promote the general welfare or it can promote the welfare of the elites and it can destroy the general welfare and what do you think is going on when a country is living check to check who's won and of course on their uh, media mouthpiece networks on their millionaire mouthpiece networks they're sitting there it is the most irritating thing to me, besides everything else, how all of these millionaires sit in their ivory towers spewing bullshit to millions, decrying socialism with one breath. And in the next breath, they'll go on about how Joe Biden is going to protect our pre-existing condition or whatever. They'll talk about something that is socialism. Social security, for God's sakes. Period. End of sentence. In one sentence, that's what they'll do. They'll say, oh, we don't like socialism. And then they, the next breath, they'll say something about how wonderful social security is and how everybody loves it. Well, that's socialism. And there's no getting around that. That is socialism. You freaks, not you guys, them. I'm so sick of it. And it is a tactic, you understand? Go out and ask any American, I dare you. I'm telling you, not less than one in 10 will be able to say what socialism, well, tell me what socialism is. I keep asking on, on Twitter too, when these right wingers, when Democrats, corporatists, they say, they say, we hate socialism. We will not. Here, wait, where is this? Because there was, I, I tweeted at Mnuchin, Steve Mnuchin. Let me find this. Not Steve Mnuchin. What's his name? Manchin, Manchin. Manchin of West Virginia. Let me see. Meh. 
it really irritated the F out of me. He and AOC got into an argument and he wrote something like, we will never have socialism here or whatever. Ugh. Where is it? This is why I ask you to become a patron and to... Oh, soon we'll be on Rockfin. I'll be asking you to do more things. And we will have some original programming on there. We'll have some meeting once a week or something. We'll, we'll be available only on Rockfin. But you'll also be able to uh, have access to other shows like Ron Placone show and Jimmy Dore few other shows anyway we'll get um i'll have more to say about that let me see aoc joe mansion i know i'm annoying i'm sorry what do you think it's like being me in this mind where everybody is saying one on one hand i have the greatest fans ever like Haiku and Greg. And then on the other hand, I have people calling me poop. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you call me poop? Sir? You are poop. Damn you. I am not poop. You, 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 you are poop. <laughs> anyway, all right. Where is it? Why do I have to see it? Oh, of course. The Humane Society video. I don't need to see this right now. Right? <laughs> Paradu. On God. I am poop. You are poop. I am not poop. You are poop. And I will. You have insulted me. I challenge you. I don't know. I challenge you to read a book. <laughs> if you can hear something like, what did he write? Yes, I'm still here. H-E-A-R. God. If they weren't so, um, if they weren't so destructive, they would merely be pathetic, not even comical. I would feel sorry for them. I would try to help them. I am trying to help them. Yes, AOC, here it is, had a fight with Joe Manchin. Not a fight, not a fist fight or anything. I wish. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> she could be like, Charlie's Angels or Wonder Woman and he could be like uh, duh, duh. I don't know what that was Alexander Ocasio-Cortezio has fired a warning shot at Joe Manchin as a moderate West Virginia Democrat continued to vow that he would block any crazy Socialist agenda. Wait, hold on. I hear Ray. Ray, Ray. Ray. Ray, Ray. Where'd you go? 
damn it. Where is he? Ray. Oh, there he is. Ray. Ray, Ray. Come here, Ray, Ray. Come here, Bobo. He's staring at me. Ray. Ray, Ray. Come. Come here, Bobo. Trying to make a nicer voice. Come here, baby. <laughs> Nobody listens to me. You understand? You see this? Ray. Ray. Hey, Ray. Ray. He's not listening. I wish I had some food on me. Ray, Ray. Come here, Bobo. Oh, God. He's just looking at me. He has not finished my training. God damn it. <gasps> Wait. Wait for it. Ray, come here, honey. I think he's getting suspicious. Because I'm so enthusiastic. Come here, Ray. Ray, Ray. Come here, Bobo. I gotcha. I gotcha. I got him. Everybody. Wait, wait, wait. I have to take this lower third off. Everybody. It's Ray, Ray. Ray. Look at him. How are you, Ray? How's your day and night? Ray is the rescue cat. We rescued Ray. He was living on the street. He was not meant for the streets, were you? No, no, no. You got it good now. Look at Ray. Look how beautiful he is. Isn't he a good boy? I want you to see him, though. Really see him. <laughs> I want you to appreciate him. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. He's wrapped up in the wire. Oh, Ray. He's, he's getting nervous. Ray, Ray. Ray, toss a coin to little Ray, a valley of cuteness. <laughs> a friend of humanity. I'm trying to get the right key. <laughs> Isn't he beauteous? I put a, I put this harness on him. Because I was stepping on him. He is a black panther. <laughs> Toss a coin to your ray. Oh, valley of cuteness. All right. Get out of here, kid. You're bothering me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not doing that on purpose. <laughs> it plays the last sound effect. And he's hitting the... He was hitting the... Space bar with his paw. I was like, where is that applause coming from? Look at him. He's so hard to see. He is the cutest. Uh-oh. Where is... I know. Francis Jr. Jr. One good thing, though. Okay, let's get... Oh, before we get into it. Francis and Ray are good friends now, but Tara Jr. Jr., is still not having it. I don't know what it is. He's really jealous. Every time he walks by Ray, now he's not, uh, he's not that, 
He's not as bad as he was, but every time he walks by Ray, he turns and goes, he'll just hiss at him right in his face. But Francis and Ray are hanging out and they're playing together and they, I think they're going to be very close. They already are, yet I feel bad for Tara Jr. Jr. He's kind of like the third man out, but that's his own doing. He did that to himself. He's, well, hopefully he'll calm down. Els, Ray's gone. He left. He had enough of me. Oh, there he is. Look, you see his tail? It's in the corner. He's down there. Let me see. I'm pointing backwards. There he is. There's his tail. He is so cute. All right, he's getting he's getting big. But he's so friendly. I don't know how he was going to live on the street. He was not meant to be a street cat. I've never had such a friendly cat. Right out of the right off the street? Come on. Come on, come on. All right. Well, is that wouldn't that be nice if we can have a show about pets and things like that? Not thinking about these bastards, but we have to... Wait, wait, wait. What's going on? Oh, he's playing. He's playing with a little feather. He's playing at murder. He's killing the feather now. Okay. All right. Uh, get back to business here. Isn't that... Wouldn't that be nice? He's walking around. He has no idea that we're living in an, a fascist hellscape. Must be nice. All right. The stakes are as high as the balance of power appears to be hanging on the two results of two Georgia runoff elections in January. Oof. And the Democrats will blow this, too, because they're, they're running scared. They could win. Don't be apologetic. Okay? Here's what uh, gets on my nerves about everything especially about the socialism. We're under attack by the big moneyed interests, period. We've always, they've always threatened democracy, just as FDR said. That's why the, if the Republicans are winning, and they do win, it's shocking to me, of course. This is because it's a byproduct of the fact that they... That the American people, many people in general, are not that smart. I'm sorry to say it. And they're easily manipulated. So that's why media matters. Not the website, but media in general. Well, that's a, it's a good website, but you know what I mean. And messaging matters. So instead of, you know, just expect, it was like Pete Buttigieg said, one of the things that he said that I appreciated. I don't really, he's not my, I'm not a big fan, whatever. He's, I'm going to have to tolerate him, I'm sure, for the rest of my life. But um, they're going to call us socialists. This is what you do. Just, the, if you can't rise above it, First of all, don't. Don't rise above it. 
don't concede. Don't, don't concede defeat. You have to fill in the blanks for the American people. When they call you socialist, say, well, he's going to call me a socialist or she's going to call me a socialist. This is what they do. But what we're talking about is democracy. We, we're talking about the general welfare, period. We're promoting the general welfare over the welfare, uh, uh, maybe not over, would you say over the welfare of the corporate elite or say we're promoting the general welfare for once or something like that. We have a system where the rich get richer and the working class get to be the working poor and, get, and have to take on another goddamn gig this is not a functioning democratic republic. So explain it. Like Justice Lewis Brandeis said, we must make our choice, democracy or concentrated wealth, but we can't have both, okay? This is what you have to do. And then you disarm the fascists and the corporate dems of their cudgel that they're beating you up with. It's so insulting and, well, it's not insulting, it's annoying that the Republicans and the right-wing Democrats say socialism as if the American people are so fucking smart. These are the same ones that had the hand that said, keep your government hand off my Medicare. So they're not that smart. Explain it to them. Socialism is unemployment insurance. I'm sure, especially now in this pandemic, you must know somebody that's on unemployment insurance. Without unemployment insurance, many would have nothing. Um, we're talking about patriotism. And if they don't like it, see, they're going to call us socialists because they they have so... Um, turn that word into a pejorative. But what we are talking about is democracy. That's it. Get, wait, get, get rid of it. Just knock it right out of their hands. Say, so he's going to call me a socialist. We're talking about democracy. We're talking about promoting the general welfare. Everybody knows, even the fascists, they know that the rich are um, out of control in this country. They know that it's not fair. At least on some level, they understand that, that the richest corporations pay zero taxes. Right? Am I wrong here? Am I wrong or am I right? Am I right or am I right? Wait, hold on. Let's see. Progressives. I know there were a few progressive initiatives that won. Progressive ballot. Hmm. Oh, maybe not. Hmm. Well, the Wall Street Journal. You see what's going on? They're really pushing this whole uh, zeitgeist that progressives are, it's not working and nobody likes it. And nobody wants it. And it's, uh, socialism, and nobody likes socialism, and we like freedom, you see? 
So on the in the Wall Street Journal, here's the headline: Voters say no thank you to progressive ballot measures. And then on Mother Jones, the headline is: The fifteen dollar minimum wage wasn't the only progressive ballot measure that passed in conservative states. Voters were also in favor of taxing the rich and making it legal to smoke weed. So, but the Wall Street Journal says, by denying Democrats a Senate majority, Americans on November 3rd repulsed progressive ambitions to increase the size of the Supreme Court and add a new state to the union. In several states, voters also resoundingly rejected radical reforms to restructure their political systems in ways that would have boosted Democrats at the ballot box. Is that really a um, resounding no thanks to progressive ballot measures that they didn't win the Supreme? I mean, I mean that they didn't win the Senate majority yet? Oh my God. We're in big trouble. I, it all, all this says to me is that propaganda works. It does. It does. We have to own the message. And the American people, those who are open to it, need to be educated. You don't like socialism? Uh, you like your social security? Well, are you... We're a socialist species, goddammit. So what do you, what don't you like about socialism? What, what about socialism repulses you? Because to me, when I hear an average Joe dupe say, I don't like socialism, I hear a sucker. And I see the, and I, I hear the likes of Jay Gould saying, I could pay one half of the working class to kill the other half. And I see what an uphill climb we have. Because we're, we're in uh, our platform. We don't, have the, the, we don't have the same millions listening to us. They turn on the morning Joe in the mor- you know, every morning, millions of people while they're drinking their coffee, hearing how we all hate socialism. But will somebody please explain? What does that mean? This is why... You can tell it's the it is the telltale sign that we are being propagandized. Do you understand? Because they never define it. It's like the eternal Jew. Everybody's all simply supposed to agree and fill in the blanks. Oh, socialism bad. Now every time they have that word. And every time Democrats want to push, want to, we're not, not push anything. Every time Democrats try to wrest this democracy from the clutches of oligarchy that has it in, we have, we're basically, our democracy is in the throat of a ravenous wolf and it's being shaken, the life is being shook out of it. So we try to grab that wolf's jaws and open its clutches and free ourselves 
through through legislation that promotes the general welfare. They're going to say socialism. And already, you know, I don't have the visceral reaction to that word because I'm not an idiot. And I know the game. But millions of Americans, by far, are going to say, oh, I don't like socialism. I'm I'm somebody who stands on their own two feet. I work, you see. They have the American people so bamboozled and really, Jay Gould is laughing in his in hell. How easy it was when he said, "I can pay one half of the working class to kill the other half." How was he going to do that? He he gets to do that because he has the money. He can spread the message, and anybody you know who's listening and open to this this, this propaganda will dance to that tune. And it's the same. Nothing has changed in that respect. We're dancing to the tune of the corporate elite. Ray is playing. That's what you hear if you hear the bell. He's rolling around. He's playing. He's cute. He's being a cutie. So, I'm asking you all to just notice... Notice what I'm saying. When you're watching corporate media, he, listen and watch actively. As it, with uh, not not passively. That's why television is so effective. It's a passive medium, and people get lulled into I don't know whatever the message is. They're it's very effective at, at propaganda. So especially with the repetition. And when you hear the corporate media go on about socialism, but they never define it. You Really, that's your telltale sign that you're watching propaganda. Period. Otherwise, it would be a news report. Just saying, even when they have Steve Kornacki at the big board, and he's saying that voters in so-and-so rejected, um, oh, well, well, what did he say? For example, voters in Florida, the Cuban voters, rejected Joe Biden on socialism. They're the 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 fear of socialism. This is what I kept hearing on election night and after. They rejected Joe Biden because of the socialism. And then they'll go back to the pundits. Well, do you think that socialist message really resonated here or the socialist this or the so but none of them ever, 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 ever explains what are you talking about? What do you mean when you say socialism? I have yet to see them. Has there ever been a report on MSNBC or NBC or CNBC or CNN or whatever or ABC, whatever? Has there ever been a report where they say, when we talk about socialism, we're talking about, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about 
what they they this is the reason we know we're living in a in a corporate takeover another here's another telltale sign that when you're watching corporate media and they talk about they'll talk about china right so china is what is china it's a communist dictatorship and what they have a president? Yeah, you kidding me? They will never call now in China. They call the the president the chairman, right? They don't call him president. They only call him president here because it sounds better. Because we're in bed with the communist dictatorship, and as. We see, you know, it didn't matter how many young Americans died or young, any other uh, Vietnam, Vietnamese died, you know, stopping communism, making the world safe for democracy. It doesn't matter if you have a democracy. It's really about money. It's a capitalism. So capitalism goes, gets, does pretty well under a communist dictatorship too. So here in the United States, when they, we need China, of course. We're up to our, our eyeballs and hock to China. We are in big trouble as far as that is concerned. We could never, if China wanted to, it could crush us. Especially how many people? The, it would never end. The, the war would never end. If there's a war, it would be a war to end all wars for sure. But... So we're over a barrel when it comes to China, but they don't, why would, it always bothers me that they don't call, what it calls Chinese, the chairman, what the F he is. He's a goddamn chairman of the party. It's a communist dictatorship. But they, why do they call him president here? Because they want to make it palatable. They certainly have no problem getting in bed with a communist dictatorship. That's for sure. After all those young Americans made it up on that wall, right? How many had to die? I thought we were making the world safe for democracy. So irritating. But there you go. It's part of propaganda. Wait, hold on, President. If and if the media, okay, if any of the media were um, were really there to inform you, for as far as the corporate media is concerned, since Bill Clinton signed the Telecommunications Act, it's he really kicked one of the pillars, one of the legs out of the stool that had. A, de- a free democratic society uh, that is, is that's essential for a free democratic society. How you, if you have a three-legged stool and then you kick one of the legs out? So you, I mean, the reason we have, I mean, the reason the founders enshrined the press in our constitution is because you you need it. We need an informed populace. So. How dare, how dare Bill Clinton in take that and hand it 
to the goddamn same bastards that have always threatened it, threatened democracy. He handed one of the, the essential elements of a free democratic society, he wrapped it up in a bow and gave it to the big moneyed interests who, FDR said in his day, who reached out to control government herself. Now, what the F would they do with that? With that power? So now we're under the power of the corporate coup. Of course we are. And we've been lulled constantly, this repetition that, oh, we are, um, we're really driven here. We don't need universal health care. We're... You know, we have freedom. We like freedom. And we don't need any kind of regulation of corporations. We like, uh, that's, uh, that's socialism. We're not socialists. We're free. And, uh, what the hell? Of course the corporate media is beating that damn drum incessantly. And that's why. Why the hell do the likes of goddamn, are you kidding me? Like... Chuck Todd, why are they? Who cares about Chuck Todd? Is this somebody that's like, wow, what a whip-smart, scintillating commentary. Give this guy a show on every day of the week. Is that somebody that earned? That has a big following? We can't live without him? Anybody? Really? Is he somebody so interesting that he needs to be on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Give this guy, you know why? He's a goddamn Vichy collaborator in the class war. He's the Tokyo Rose of the class war. Jesus. Right? I don't know when I have we we talked about this before, but really, think about it. When you look at what a Willie Geist, right? I don't want to pick on a, one guy, but he's annoying. And you're like, oh yeah, we need him. Give him a, a big fucking platform. Really? Why? Why does he get a platform? Does he, it's not like, you know, they pay athletes and celebrities, actors and actresses a lot of money, supposedly, because they're bringing people to the theaters. They're bringing eyeballs. They're filling the seats, as we used to say, right, before we were locked down. And so, that, therefore, they are worth it. They, they earn it. What, who the hell fills a seat for Willie Geist? He fills a seat? No, he's somebody that sits there going on about how we all love private health insurance and how we hate socialism. So, you know, give him a platform. Make a, a bigger platform. Please. That's why we have to be viewer-supported. God damn it. At least we have this platform, but... 
Yeah, exactly. Andrea, for some reason, Whoopi gets a platform. Well, she had, she did have a career somewhat when he, when she was younger. She's annoying as hell. I mean, what are you going to do? And, uh, well, Jill Biden is an amazing doctor and all, but you know who also doesn't need a platform? Well, who else? Um, what's her face? McCain. Megan McCain. Like, hello? I, I'm sure. I, I haven't been watching The View. I never watch The View unless I have to pull a clip from it because they're annoying as hell. But I'm telling you, come on. Maybe, let's do a sort search. Megan McCain. Has she ever brought up Hunter Biden? I wonder. She's so, oh my God. Here's another one. She loves freedom. She don't love no socialism. She loves inheriting her millions tax-free. I'm sure she's somebody that's lambasted Hunter Biden, you know, the corruption of getting a job because of your daddy. These people, do they? I thought they were Christians, too. Doesn't the Bible say take the two-by-four out of your own eye before you point out the splinter in somebody else's? Oh, my God. Help me, Lord. And I mean Ray. Toss a coin to your Ray Ray. I don't know. I'm thinking of The Witcher. That's why I'm singing that song. The Witcher season two is coming, and then I can distract myself watching somebody else's fake life for a minute. And I'll watch The Crown on Sunday. I like that show. It's a good show. That's a pretty well-made show. Everything about it. It's pretty impressive. And that's how old I feel, too. I am old, but whatever. Older than I look. Or maybe I'm fooling myself there. But I remember when Princess Diana died. I've only seen the previews of The Crown looks pretty good I do remember Princess Diana could you imagine oh yeah what speaking of Princess Diana this is the reason I was thinking about her too because they called didn't they um oh my god hold on Princess Diana these Trumpanzees somebody I saw a clip of um, the Trump Banzies comparing friggin' comparing Ivanka to Princess Diana. That's what happened. Oh, no, no. Yeah, we all remember how Diana uh, used the, the power of her position to get patents in China or trademarks in China and open up a a, a sweatshop. We all remember that. To to make knockoff shitty shoes that somebody else did better. How dare they? It's uh, just the way that they compare Twitler to friggin' what? Uh, who else? Winston Churchill? Oh my God! No! 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 
Oh, because she sat in front of the Taj Mahal. Oh, you son of a bitch. And of course, that was deliberate. Here. There was a famous picture of Princess Diana sitting in front of the Taj Mahal because, I don't know, she was on, getting divorced. I don't remember. I was not that old. But uh, there was a, a lonely picture of her sitting by herself in front of the Taj Mahal. How dare you! Ivanka! <laughs> I'll make the libs cry with your... your homage to somebody who you... you would never... you're not even fit to sit your ass in the same spot as somebody like Princess Diana, who, you know, used her position to advocate humanitarian causes. She wasn't out there grifting, coming up with a scam. Well, we all remember how Princess Diana posed naked and got herself a trophy husband. But, oh, well, Ivanka... Posed, didn't she pose in a bikini with a the hammer, a jackhammer? Oh my God, these people! Could you imagine? Let me let's play the game as we always do with the Trump Anzies. What if? What if this was the Obama family? What if this was Malia or Sasha? Disgusting. Oh, look at her. Is that how you show up for work, bitch? That's how you show up for work? This is somebody, clearly, who's not worked a day in her life. She wants to come to the site? The construction site? That's how you work? You come with high heels and a bikini? And, I mean, and a bathing suit? Um... I would I think you would send her home with a reprimand. I'm ready to work, everyone. Put me here. This photo kind of sums it all up though of her uselessness. This is a Trump being useful. You understand? Right here, it says it all. They go to a site where somebody is making something and actually working, and they put their tacky grossness on it for a second, and then the camera goes, and they leave, and everybody gets back to the business of fucking not being a useless parasite like the entire Trump crime family, except for Mary Trump. Right here. Here's the picture that says it all. A thousand words. I'm being useless. I mean, useful. Look at me, everybody. Working. Take a picture. Oh, the men. They're going to love this photo. Because I'm all about women's empowerment, too. And if you don't like it, you know, like when I was, when my daddy lost, well, he lost despite, well, he won despite receiving fewer votes. And then he lost because he received fewer votes and everybody thought he should win despite receiving fewer votes. And I had to go back to 
doing something for a living. I was going to find something new. Like, right, that's what I told everybody to do. Find something new. See? Find a new way forward. She should send this to her grifter daddy. Jobs are changing, and the pandemic has accelerated the pace. Whether you're entering the workforce for the first time or need to pivot and retrain, skills-based education can put you on the fast track for an independent career for once in your rotten, useless, wasted human DNA life. Or you could sit on... Sit on suck... Keep on sucking on the government tight as you have for time immemorial and divide this country. Because maybe, you know, if you can't have it, nobody will. Right? So burn it down. Like a stalker. You know, like a relationship, one of these sick fuckers. If you, you can't be my girlfriend or boyfriend, nobody will. Nobody will have you if I can't have you, so I'll kill you. That's Trump breaking up. Well, we're breaking up with him. And he's like, well, if I can't have you, nobody will. So he's going to kill us. Really? He doesn't give a shit. He finally came out of the bunker to give a speech, a a whining little bitch speech. What else is new? I mean, we can only expect grunts from pigs, right? So, everybody was like, oh, you got to give them time. Oh, God. These snowflakes. Imagine, ladies and gentlemen, if you will, imagine if Obama or any Democrat, anybody, wouldn't leave the White House, wouldn't accept the results. Imagine. They refuse to accept defeat. Because, you know, peaceful transfer of power. I'm tired of everybody uh, in this country, really, <laughs> lecturing Democrats about, oh, well, we have to take the high road. Really? Why are we always taking the high road? They're not interested in taking any fucking road. I mean, the low road is packed with Trump and Z's, that's for sure. But no, we don't have to understand them and give them time and work with them. Is this going to be a repeat with, of course, McConnell is going to, the gravedigger of American democracy, if we don't win those Senate seats which might happen because Democrats are feckless and don't fight. They fight, uh, they they apologize for being correct. You see? Well, well, the corporate Dems are not correct, but they apologize for working for the American people. They don't seem to get that the only reason FDR wasn't elected a fifth time was because he was dead not because he pined for Republican um, cooperation. No. 
he never missed the opportunity to tell and to remind the American people because the American people are stupid and they need incessant reminding that who their enemies are, that they there was one party that left them on the bread lines. And there was another party that fixed the friggin' mistakes that, that saved the American people yet again. And that's what we do. Every time the Republicans get their greedy, filthy fingers around the neck of power, they break shit because they're not interested in democracy. Can't we get it straight for now? Really, for once. They don't want a democracy. They are actively dismantling it. So we're not working with them. I know that all the moderate Republicans, all of the Morning Joe Republicans are all they're happy that, oh, well, Joe Biden will have to work with the Republicans and we'll, finally we can meet in the middle because in, supposedly in the middle, everything is so fucking wonderful when here we are, on, we're so far to the right that doing anything, doing one effing thing that balances the scales a little is considered a bridge too far. For these people. We've been so scaremongered. And the American people have, because of the filthy corporate media that incessantly uh, beats that socialism, socialism bad, socialism, socialism, you don't like it, socialism, socialism, you don't like it, over and over. And then all of the dum-dums are like, yeah, that's the truth. I don't like it. I don't know why, but um, okay. I don't want to be uh, out when everybody's in and I look at my, I got a shirt with an eagle on it and everything. Freedom! Freedom! God! There's so much. It doesn't have to be this way. It really doesn't. People want to vote for for fighters. I know. I understand that de- that FDR's world was a bit different. He didn't have all of the campaign finance fuckery that we have, and this country is is truly an oligarchy. We are bought and paid for by the big moneyed interests, and they have also bought and paid for our media. They control the message. And we have a lot of dum-dums out there that are like, yeah, they're working their second shift, driving their Ubers, and they're like, I'm a capitalist. I'm a capitalist. Yeah, yippee, yippee, yippee. I'm free, free, free. And then on Saturday, I'm going to do my DoorDash, and on Sunday, I'm going to do my Instacart, and I'm going to, I work. I'm a hard worker. Which is great. Everybody's a hard worker. Um, Nobody works harder than the poor. Than people living check to check. But it doesn't have to be that way. That's what I'm here to tell you. That's what socialism is here to tell you. Because we're in it together. And that is as American as apple pie. And if these filthy, stupid corporate Democrats don't catch on, they're gonna screw us again. 
the spam burgers or whatever of the world. I don't want to hear the word socialism ever again. You're, you're going to hear it because, because of that. So as the, I know I'm annoying, I'm sorry. Representative Connor Lamb, another moderate who had an unexpected scare on election day, told Huffington Post that Repub well Huff Post, what oh God, who cares? That Republican attacks on Democrats who want to ban fracking particularly resonated with his district, saying that those calls from some in the caucus make Democrats seem unserious. He added that Democrats yeah, because we don't know how to explain that the earth is on fire. I don't know. I thought maybe California burning would matter. But it, it, it really is the truth that this country is so fucked up. There is no country. We might as well just break it up already, frankly. We have one half of the country having a shit sh- I mean, they're having another uh, diaper attack. I'm sick of s- smelling their stench. From the poops, they poop in their diapies. This is what happened in uh, 20, or whatever it was, when Obama won. They all had a, a meltdown. They were taxed enough already. We don't want to save the economy again for the second time in 100 years after the Republicans fucked us again. Here we have the problems are money and politics, the root of all evil, and our racist ass history, coupled with the greed of the effing one percent who have their filthy, disgusting, greedy fingers around the neck of our body politic and are squeezing the life out of her. Put that together, and we're done. I'm. Uh, I really go back and forth. As you, know, I don't really go back and forth though. Actually, now that when I, when I was coming out of my mouth, I was like, "This isn't true." I don't go back and forth as far as breaking this country up. I, if I'm the only one talking about it, it feels like. But I've heard a couple of people say it here and there. I don't hear any politician saying this, not in my lifetime, probably, but I, I don't see what's so wrong about that. We're in for it again. If we don't win the Senate, and we won't because we have these cowards, these right-wing cowards who don't understand that the reason Joe Biden won such an overwhelming majority is not because he's such a great candidate. And everybody was like, oh, yay, centrism. It's because he is not even centrist, whatever he is. It's because he's not Twitler. Uh, Twitler is such an offense to the majority. But... If it, not for the corporate media and the oligarchy and the greedy capitalists in this country, we, w- we might have had a President Bernie Sanders. I know that the story is that uh, African Americans saved Joe Biden in South Carolina, but 
the corporate media had a lot to do with it, and so did Wall Street and the 1%. I watched. I was there. We all saw that. Oh, hi, Ray. This is what happens at night. Ray runs around like a lunatic. He's okay. He's a, he's a baby. What can you do? Oh, my God. Thank you, JD, for your super chat in pounds. God, get me out of here. Okay, so let me re continue with this. Uh, Connor Lamb added that Democrats need to focus on delivering actual results for people, whether it be through lowering prescription drug costs or higher wages, not just messaging with the most Twitter-friendly proposal. I don't think we'll beat Trump and the people like him on style. We have to beat him on substance, he said. Progressives, meanwhile, had their own issues. Yeah, I mean, you can have all of these. You understand that you have to have the message, no matter what. You see? Because look at what happened these past four years. Twitler is a fascist nightmare who's unfit, incapable, and all of the above. And it doesn't matter what he does in reality. They have the message. So you can give the American people lower prescription drugs. What does it matter if, they, if you don't have the message, you fucking moron? Those Republicans will swoop in and steal that right from you and say, we gave you lower prescription drugs. Just like when Twitler gets up there and says, I finally signed that Veterans Choice thing that Obama signed four years ago. Unreal, right? So what is it? You need to beat them? on substance and style, you effing morons. I've been watching this my whole life, and I'm sick of it. You got to have the message. That's why you can't leave anything up to the imagination. Explain. When they say socialist, you say, no, we're, we're not talking about socialism. We're talking about democracy. They are trying to scare you. But there's nothing scary. We are a social society. I mean, I'll say that. I'm not expecting the corporate Dems to say that, but maybe just say that we're talking about promoting the general welfare. Everybody likes Social Security. Everybody likes Medicare. You like your pre-existing conditions protections. That's what we're talking about. That's socialism. It's e pluribus unum. So... Breathe them on substance. Good. Give them another win because they'll run away with that. Just like they run away with, we will always protect your pre-existing, right as they're in court. Trying to overturn pre-existing conditions, protections. They're out there saying, we will protect your pre-existing conditions. You get it? You need the message, you fuckers. And... That's all that Twitler has right now and ever had. Look at all of the death in this country from COVID-19. The disgrace 
of having a con man as a standard bearer while a quarter of a million Americans die. And I just saw this article, I hope I saved it, where one of these Trumps, these Trump anzies, the, oh God, where is it? Actually thanked Trump for his leadership on COVID-19. Hold on. And does it matter that he killed a quarter of a million Americans? And counting. Oh, my God. Here it is. It's on Common Dreams. With COVID-19 infections at an all-time high, Azar, who, well, who, Alex Azar, the, what is he, Health and Human, Secretary, Human Services Secretary, thanks Trump for his leadership that's gotten us where we are today. Oh, well, I won't disagree with that. His leadership has gotten us where we are today. Meaning he sucks. Just like he sucks at business, he sucks at deal-making. He's a sucking parasite who's killed a quarter of a million Americans, you know, because all lives matter to these right-wingers. Unreal. No, this wasn't uh, months ago. This was on November 13th. That's today. Azar's comments came in the late afternoon news conference about COVID-19, during which Trump, who has refused to concede to President-elect Joe Biden, took no questions from reporters and did not directly mention last week's election. Speaking after Trump, the health secretary said, thank you, Mr. President, for providing the leadership that's gotten us to where we are today. Unless he's being facetious. He's not. He's a lick spittle. That the success that Operation Warp Speed, I got Operation Warp Speed for you here, has realized so far has been made possible only because of the bold vision you announced not even six months ago right here in the Rose Garden. Can you believe it? Heavens to Murgatroyd. It's a, it's Operation Warp Speed. Let's stick this in your arm. Because, you know, it's like a Trump Network vitamin, but it's going to save the human race. Who would have known that all we had to do was name something Operation Warp Speed to make it happen? Bullshit. Pence, actually, what happened when they announced Pence? virus um vaccine hey 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 now there's fighting what's going on stop it stop it both of you come in i'm wearing shorts yes it all comes down to this is the culprit Fighting over this. 
Is it worth it? Pence. Who was the one? Oh, yeah. Here it is. Pence falsely takes credit for Pfizer vaccine. <laughs> See? You got to have the message, mother effers. Does it, does it matter? Oh, let's, let's beat them on substance because, you know, it fucking matters if you don't have the goddamn message, right? You don't have to, because everybody, the word will get out. The American people will know. Oh, thank you, Democrats, for making our prescription drugs lower. The price is a lot lower. I, I see the light now. Stupid. It's like they don't pay attention ever. And they run and hide. Maybe that's why they don't pay attention, because they're too busy hiding. And trying to pretend that, yeah, yeah, I'm like them. I'm just like them, guys. I'm like that, those fascists over there. I hate socialism, too. Oh, boy. Let me add that socialism. Oh, boy. Wait until I get my hands on it. I just even adding the word socialism. I'm like, oh, let me add it. I'm like, um, I'm like Joe Manchin. We don't like socialism around here in West Virginia. You know, I heard it. I heard it on Morning Joe today. They were like, somebody like socialism in here. What? That's not being a moderate. You'll never reach across the aisle now. <laughs> I am what I am. Socialism. How will you ever reach across the aisle if you have socialism? I mean, pay no attention to the socialism that everybody loves. Don't, that's how stupid the American people are. You see, stupidity makes you stupid and makes you an easy mark. Somebody should put that on a shirt. Stupidity is stupid. It makes you a very easy mark for a con man. Right there in um, Joe, not Joe Biden, Joe Manchin's Twitter feed, he was really mad at this socialism. Oh, my God. He was like, yep, yep. Never, 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 ever will I ever, ever take any socialism here in West Virginia. Because we, we, we fight for freedom, not socialism. And this is why I wish I was born in a different country. Because Joe Manchin, he's another one. On Fox News, they reported AOC hits Joe Manchin with a stone-cold death stare after the moderate Dem opposes her crazy socialist agenda. Because on, on the internet, there was a picture. Because that's what matters in this country of 
this dumbass country that we live in. See, they someone took a random photo. So uh, some rando photo moment in time where somebody was looking. She's just sitting there. Wait, this stupid fucking ad went off. Okay, so there you go. A rando photo and oh boy, she's mad at his moderate. He's a moderate and she is mad. Because we, we're infants here and we're living in the re, the real housewives of what? Of D.C.? So Joe Manchin tweets, defund the police. <laughs> defund my butt. Okay. Is that a command? I'm a proud West Virginia Democrat. We are the party of working men and women. We want to protect Americans' jobs and health care. We do not have some crazy socialist agenda, and we do not believe in defunding the police. So I wrote back to Joe Manchin, not that he'll ever respond, defined, define, de- wait, wait, define socialism. Define it. Because where I'm sitting... My my state, see West Virginia takes to for every dollar West Virginia puts into the federal till, kitty or whatever the hell. We re, we wait 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 it receives two dollars back, so for every dollar, it puts in a dollar, and it takes back two, so we might as well just give it two fucking dollars. What's it putting back? What? Just keep your dollar. We'll give you a dollar. Because you're on welfare. You are a welfare state. Now, he loves freedom. You know, he's a proud West Virginia Democrat. The party of working men and women. And, like, we're not here. I live in AOC's district. This is a, a proud working family district. I know they want to say it's like crazy. Uh, this is one of the most culturally diverse neighborhoods. And it doesn't matter, whatever. But he likes socialism good enough. This is what I'm talking about. How, how he, these effing hypocrites, especially all of these right-wing fascists from these red states, Mitch McConnell, Bitch McConnell, Lindsey Grant, all of these fuckers. They're all on socialism. If you don't like socialism, you proud West Virginia Democrat, you want to protect Americans' jobs and health care, me fucking too. That's why we want to regulate capitalism, you son of a bitch. What's the crazy socialist agenda? I want to know. But I won't get the answer to that question because the next time he goes on Morning Joe, which will be any time, any minute, because he's one of their favorites. And we're going to hear, nobody will ask him, what do you mean? What they will ask him is that, oh, you're going up against AOC uh, and you're having a big fight with uh, the her crazy socialist agenda. And... They'll say, he'll say, that's for sure. 
we are the party of working Americans and we want to protect healthcare and jobs, but we don't like this crazy socialist agenda. And then Mika will be like, yeah, thank God Joe Biden is in there because who will stop the crazy socialist agenda otherwise? And hopefully we'll work across the aisle instead of pushing this crazy socialist agenda that nobody likes. But nobody can define. It is. It's like I know it when I see it. I don't know. It always has something to do with keeping you nice and poor and stupid. And the corporations in the catbird seat of power, where they currently are. That's it. I don't like this. You, uh, you like crazy socialist agenda good enough because my goddamn tax dollars from my blue state in AOC's district go right from my pocket into your pocket to fund your filthy, fake-ass, pull-yourself-up-by-your-fake-bootstraps, fake freedom who hates your, uh, uh, f- my crazy socialist agenda, like, that includes keeping you in your goddamn job and your fucking stupid constituents with a roof over their head. Anybody? Holy Christ. Am I wrong here? Somebody should say, see, if we had a functioning media, and that's why I'm here, and I'm, I guess we're pointing it out. What would happen? Joe Manson would go on the filthy corporate media. Well, go on the media, if it was a functioning media. And they would say, what do you mean? What's a crazy socialist agenda in particular? How will you protect Americans' jobs and health care without socialism? And you would say, uh, or also ask, well, is a, is a country where um, the worker, the, av- the lowest paid worker and the highest paid worker, the CEO, the gap between the income disparity is worse than, uh, is wider, actually. Well, our wealth disparity in the United States is wider than it was in ancient Rome. What is, is that, um, is that democracy? Is that a sign of a functioning democracy, Mr. Manchin? How about... When you say craziest social uh, socialist agenda, what do you mean? What's what's the fucking craziness? What is so crazy that we should be afraid of? What agenda? Crazy socialist. I asked. Nobody answered. What is the crazy socialist agenda? You think if it was so fucking crazy and out of control and nobody wanted it, they they they'd be able to define it. 
They could detail it. Give me a list, because I sit here as many times as I can, thanks to the good people who support this show, and I detail what we can do to fix this fucking broken-ass oligarchy pretending to be a democracy. It's not a secret. I don't sit here saying, well, we are against that crazy fascist agenda. We bring the receipts, goddammit. And if you are so adamant that is such a crazy agenda, give me one thing. Give me something. Right? Somebody? Am I wrong here? Fucking name it. You could name it, right? Would maybe say something. What's so crazy? What does she want to do? What does AOC want to do? Here's another thing that they keep going on about. The Green New Deal. And that's another pejorative they've been able to rebrand thanks to the filthy, feckless, cowardly Dems who is so afraid. How, how does Bernie Sanders keep getting elected in a conservative state? Vermont is not a socialist bastion. It's because he, he is what he is. He, is. he has the courage of his convictions. And the people who vote for him know that he's working for them. He doesn't have to stick his finger in the air to see which way the wind blows. The, he knows... The truth is the truth, and that doesn't change. Reality is reality. It doesn't change. Because some focus group, you know, or... It only changes if you have an agenda. If you have an agenda. So if they don't have the any goddamn examples of what the fucking crazy socialist agenda is, then I have to... Say, I'm going out on a limb here. They have a crazy goddamn corporatist agenda. And that's the problem. This crazy corporatist agenda is what has us the least upwardly mobile. It has the American people who are born in poverty. They're more apt to stay in poverty. Than, uh, than England, or Canada, or France, or Germany, or Switzerland, or New Zealand, or Australia. I mean, I could go on. That's acceptable? Or is, is that because we suck here? Joe Manchin, we're just so lazy here. I don't know. Productivity is through the roof. Corporate profits are through the roof. We are, we are harboring the richest corporations in the history of Earth. And they don't pay us diamond taxes. So tell me what the crazy socialist agenda is. Because she's talking about, what? Universal health care. Universal higher education. Living wages. Retirement security. What the fuck is so crazy? I don't care. It's after 11. I'm cursing. Really? 
Jesus Christmas and Mary and Joseph and hell. What the fuck is going on? Unreal. I, I, I wish if, okay, okay, okay. Somebody, please. This is what we have to do. I told you guys already. When Joe Biden gets elected, it's going to get worse. The work, the work has only just begun. Let's hope we win the Senate. I do hope that because then maybe we can do something. We're going to be, it's going to be fucking lost without it. Frankly, these Dems are hopeless to begin with. Crazy. You know what it is? The American people are... They will vote for a fighter. Some people... Okay, the dumbasses who vote for Trump. In those dumbasses... I mean, there's a lot of dumbasses. You got the Trump cult, of course. That's a cult. Then you got some of the morons who don't give a shit and think Trump is funny. And then you have the fucking idiots that don't care and are racist, but think they're not. I mean, there's a whole swath of uh, deplorables on top of it. But they're not that smart. It's like the fucking idiot. I'm sorry, I'm cursing every other word now. But it's like that... The uh, Joe Biden, the beer and barbecue and freedom f- idiot. That Joe, you know, Joe Biden is, uh, give us our freedom for the world, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is stealing it. He's stealing the election. Where's, where's he coming up with this shit? Is it because of the substance of the argument? Oh, wait, Joe Manchin. Oh, okay. N- no. You you heard... Uh, but you heard the Democrats on the call, the contentious call, saying that, let's beat them on substance. We've been beating them on fucking substance since the uh, civil rights era. Before, well, since FDR, we've been beating them on substance. So, are you paying attention? No, I guess not. Oh, God. Am I I nuts here? (laughs) Really? So it's not about the substance. Yeah, we will still beat them on substance because we are right. Democrats are right. We have given our policies, the American people, the general welfare, promoting the general welfare. We have created the American middle class. Oh, yeah. If we, we could, we're now in the second Gilded Age, the new Gilded Age, thanks to the filthy fascists on both sides of the aisle, but the American middle class was built not because a billionaire felt like trickling it, but because of a crazy socialist agenda that promoted the general welfare over the welfare of the 
greedy grifting 1% that had its friggin' greedy fingers around our necks. So, fuck you, Joe Manchin. And all of you filthy fascists that are determined when, hopefully I'm wrong, when the Democrats lose in Georgia, I hope not, and I'll do what I can. I mean, I'll give money. I'll tell people. We have to get out the vote, yeah. But we also have to get the message out, too. Without apology. Without apology. And disarm these fuckers of their cudgel. It doesn't matter. Have you heard that it doesn't matter whether you have the substance, whether you have truth on your side? Have you been watching? You got to own the message. God. You know how frustrating it is? Well, I'm sure you do, but watching, living these past four years with these fuckers and then watching the Dems be in the minority despite receiving the most votes and watching fucking Nancy Pelosi and all of these old dinosaurs stuck in the past, not willing to do what it takes to fix this this country, to take it from the big moneyed interests. You all, you don't have to, um, you, you gotta, you just gotta get the message. You don't have to, okay, you don't have to be done, but you have to have, the American people have to understand that you're, that we're on the right side of history, the right side of democracy, not just the right side of decency. Obviously, that doesn't fucking wash with half of the American people. I mean, really? But you have the Nancy Pelosi's of the world up there saying, oh, yeah, well, I, I, may, I raise a lot of money. Well, haven't you been paying attention? I cracked. The- but that's not a good thing now. They, the problem is they still want to feed at the trough like pigs on the um, lobby money and all that. All you got to do is get out there and tell the truth. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to have a show tomorrow too, as you know. Let's read something so radical. We of the Republic pledged ourselves to drive from the temple of our ancient faith those who had profaned it to end it to end by action, tireless and, uh, and unafraid, the stagnation of despair of the day. We did those things first. Our covenant with ourselves did not stop there. Instinctively, we recognized a deeper need, the need 
to find through government the instrument of our united purpose to solve for the individual the ever-rising problems of complex civilization. Repeated attempts at their solution without the aid of government have left us, had left us baffled and bewildered. For without that aid, we had been unable to create those moral controls over the services of science which are necessary to make science a useful servant instead of a ruthless master. To do this, we first, we knew that we must find practical controls over blind economic forces and blind selfish men. We of the Republic sense the truth that the democratic government has innate capacity to protect its people against disasters once considered inevitable to solve problems once considered unsolvable. We would not admit that we could not find a way to master economic epidemics, just as after centuries of fatalistic suffering, we have found a way to master epidemics of disease. We refused to leave the problems of our common welfare to be solved by the winds of chance and the hurricanes of disasters. In this we Americans were discovering a new truth. We were writing a new chapter in our book of self-government. This year marks the 150th anniversary of the Constitutional Convention that made us a nation. At that convention, our forefathers found a way out of the chaos which followed the Revolutionary War. They created a strong government with powers of united action sufficient then and now to solve problems utterly beyond individual or local solution. A century and a half ago, they established the federal government in order to promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to the American people. Today, we invoke these same powers of government to achieve the same objectives. Four years of new experience have not belied our historic instinct. They hold out clear hope that government within communities, government within the separate states, and government of the United States can do the things the times require without yielding its democracy. Our tasks in the, in the last four years did not force democracy to take a holiday. Nearly all of us recognize that the intricacies of human relationships increase, so power to govern them must also increase. Power to stop evil, power to do good. The essential democracy of our nation and the safety of our people depend not upon the absence of power, but upon lodging it with those whom the people can change or continue at stated intervals through an honest and free system of elections. The Constitution of 1787 did not make our democracy impotent. In fact, in these last four years, we have made the exercise of all power more democratic. We have become to, we have begun to bring private autocratic power into their proper subordination. Wow, it's like a commie goddamn takeover. Bringing autocratic power into the proper subordination 
to the public's government. The legend that they were invincible above and beyond the processes of democracy has been shattered. They have been challenged, and they have been beaten. He's talking about the big-moneyed interests. This is FDR's second inaugural address. In fact, in these last four years, we've made the exercise. Oh, yes, I wrote that. I read that already. Our progress out of the Depression is obvious. But that's not all that you and I mean by the new order of things. Our pledge was not merely to do a patchwork job with the secondhand materials. By using the new materials of social justice, we have undertaken to erect on the old foundations a more enduring structure for the better use of future generations. If only. If only. That's my editorial comment. In that purpose, we've been helped by the achievements of mind and spirit. Old truths have been relearned. Untruths have been unlearned. We've always known that heedless self-interest was bad morals. Now the filthy fascists make that, make that their standard bearer. But that's my editorial comment. We know, how, we know now that is, it is also bad economics. Okay, let me read that again. We have always known that heedless self-interest was bad morals. We now know that it is also bad economics. Out of the collapse of a prosperity whose builders boasted their practicality has come the conviction that in the long run, economic morality pays. Economic morality. We are beginning to wipe out the line that divides the practical from the ideal. And in so doing, we are fashioning an instrument of unimagined power for the establishment of a morally better world. It makes me want to weep. That's my editorial, not in the, in the, in the speech. This new understanding undermines the old admiration of worldly success as such. We are beginning to abandon our tolerance of the abuse of power by those who betray for profit the elementary decencies of life. Doesn't this sound absolutely radical? We are beginning to abandon our tolerance of the abuse of power by those who betray for profit the elementary decencies of life. In this process... Evil things formally accepted will not be so easily condoned. Hard-headedness will not so easily excuse hard-heartedness. We are moving towards an era of good feeling, but we realize that there can be no era of good feeling save among, save among good men of goodwill. For these reasons, I am justified in believing that the greatest change we have witnessed has been the change in the moral climate of America. Among, first of all, what do you think now? How's the moral climate here? I got mine? That, that seems to be the moral climate. Fuck you. I got mine. 
We hate socialism. We don't give a shit. We won't wear masks, even if it saves you or me or anybody else. Saves anybody's business on top of it. We won't do a fuck all for fuck one or none of us. That's what it means. Now, that's your civic duty. Your civic responsibility is to fuck all. Drop dead. Oh, well, sucks to be you. I got mine. Ha ha ha. Ain't that funny? Liberal tears. Drink, drink, drink. I'm drinking liberal tears, right? Because I'm so patriotic. I love this country so much. See my fucking made in China flag flying now at half mass because the Twitler received fewer votes again and didn't get to become the president this time. See my flag? See my freedom shirt? It says freedom has an eagle on it and everything. That's what they've done to this country. The moral climate of America. This is heartbreaking. It's all because of our leadership. Yeah, the fish rots from the head down, of course. But it's because the selfishness, the self-servingness, the what FDR is talking about here, the immorality. He's saying economic, the, the economy, good morality also makes a good economy. Well, doesn't it? We've seen that. In other times, <sighs> among men of goodwill, science and democracy together offer an ever richer life and an ever larger satisfaction to the individual. With this change in our moral climate and our rediscovered ability to improve our economic order, we've set our feet upon a road of enduring progress until the filthy, disgusting corporatists reach in again and control government herself, thanks to the Reaganomics, Clintonomics, and also, really, it comes down to racism. Oh, yeah, it does, because the tragedy of the New Deal and our entire existence as a country and why this country must break up is because we've never dealt with our racist history, our racist origins and we are faced with feckless and also immoral leadership that will stand in the way of that if we ever try to have any truth and reconciliation. They will prevent it. They'll have a whole, well, that's what Fox News is for. That's Project Veritas. That's what they are all doing to ensure that we never have a moment of healing and togetherness and, and patriotism. That's for sure. But it's into FDR's New Deal that, that created the white American middle class for, for 40 years, the great prosperity. It didn't reach, it didn't, it, by design, it did not include all Americans. There you go. 
That's the problem. So into that dis, dis division, because the New Deal, the white Americans who were the, the beneficiary of the New Deal, they thought that their being in the middle class now, that their upward mobility, even though they were like my father, a garbage man, all of a sudden a garbage man could own a home, raise a family, go on vacation, have a car, have a retirement in decency and dignity. That was unheard of for forever. But that's not because he was the hardest working garbage man on the block. It's because of the New Deal policies and the union that he belonged to in a climate that that cultivated unions and built and the tax and trade and uh, and policies, including taxing the rich, the high marginal tax rate, the estate tax that prevented an aristocracy, all of these uh, that enabled the federal government to invest in the American people from the ground up. My father and people like him they thought that their being in the middle class was because they worked hard, you know, and everybody can just work hard and see, look, oh, welfare. They're taking advantage. And there you go. And into that, the racism, the division, at which they divided us deliberately. They never wanted a true reconciliation, especially after the Civil War. That was the compromise of 1876, right? Pull the troops out of the South, stop Reconstruction, and you can be, you can have your Republican president. So the Republicans, who at the time were the progressives, I know it's hard for fascist right-wingers to get their mind around that, and the Democrats were the entrenched racist power structure of the time. Now they've switched. And there was a contested election where the Democrats and the Republicans both were going to send electors to, and they were actually going to have two inauguration days. I'm waiting for that. You hold on. It will happen. You better believe it. On the day, what do you think is going to happen? You hold, don't hold your breath, but mark my words. On the day of the inauguration, Twitler will have a rally. You better believe it. He might even inaugurate himself somehow and this was going to happen in 1876 and so and I, I, for so many reasons I don't know what whatever we've always been oh let's not break apart so the racists in the country were like okay what we all the compromise was that we'll allow the republican to be the president but you, in order to do that, in order for us to concede, the races to concede, you have to pull the troops out of the South. 
because Reconstruction was was um, actually having some effect. So they pulled the troops out of the South, and thereby, here we are today. The the it began the generations of terrorism against our fellow Americans and keeping people in their place. But that reality in the North and in some white, you know, most white Americans, because we have been so segregated and by design, we've, you know, my father can listen to Rush Limbaugh, who tells him that everything is, America's problems, when there's riots and cities are burning and, it's because, you know, uh, welfare. And if they can't work, if, uh, if black people don't like it, you know, work. Everybody could just work, right? Unreal. Like, you know, that's one of the failings of the New Deal. It made white Americans think that the middle class was their birthright. They... They created it. No, 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 no. It was created by policy. Just like the burning cities are created by policy. And the rich, through it all, ride us all to the bank. So, as FDR says, among good men of goodwill, science and democracy together offer an ever richer life and ever larger satisfaction to the individual. Shall we pause now and turn our back upon the road that lies ahead? Shall we call this the promised land or shall we continue on our way? For each age is a dream that is dying or one that is coming to birth. What are we now? Many voices are heard as we face the great decision. Comfort says, tarry a while. Opportunism says, this is a good spot. Timidity asks, how difficult is the road ahead? True, we've come far from the days of stagnation and despair. Vitality has been preserved. Courage and confidence have been restored. Mental and moral horizons have been extended, but our present gains won were won under the pressure of a more ordinary circumstance. Advance became imperative under the goad of fear and suffering. The times were on the side of progress. Well, what are they on the side today? When we're in this least upwardly mobile, 80% living check to check, you know what? They're on the side of stagnation because, drum roll, because of corporate media. We don't own the message. That's the message out. There's nothing wrong with the system. It's you. It's not the system. Why break the system? What are we going to do? The system doesn't need reform. We just need to protect Healthcare. We need to protect your jobs, but not with this crazy socialism, whatever that is. However, we're going to protect. 
Oh, my God. To hold to progress today is more difficult. Let us ask again, have we reached the goal that our vision of the fourth day of March of 1933, have we found our happy valley? I see a great nation upon a great continent, blessed with a great wealth of natural resources. It's 130 million people are at peace with themselves. They're making their country a good neighbor among the nations. I see a United States which can demonstrate that under that can demonstrate that under de- democratic methods of government, national wealth can be translated into spreading volume of human comforts, comforts hitherto unknown, and the lowest standard of living can be raised far above the level of mere subsistence. But here is the challenge to our democracy. In this nation, I see tens of millions of its citizens, a substantial part of the whole, who at this very moment are denied the greater part of what the very lowest standards of today are called the necessities of life. I see millions of families trying to live on incomes so meager that they pall a family disaster that a pall of family disaster hangs over them day by day. I see millions whose daily lives in cities and on farms can continue, continue under conditions labeled indecent by a so-called polite society. I see millions denied education, recreation, and the opportunity to better their lot and the lot of their children. I see millions lacking the means to buy products of the farm and factory and by their poverty denying work and uh, productiveness to many other millions. I see one-third of a nation ill-housed, ill-clad, and ill-nourished. But it is not in despair that I paint you this picture. I paint it for you in hope because the nation seeing and understanding the injustice in it, proposes to paint it out. We are determined to make every citizen the subject of his country's interest and concern. And we will never regard any faithful law-abiding group within our borders as superfluous. The test... This is going to make me cry. Okay. It's getting late. So sad. The test of our progress. God. Is not whether we add more to the abundance of those who have much. It is whether we provide enough for those who have too little. God. I'm I'm upset because, not just because of the sentiment. Because how, how sick we've become. God. 
how far we've come. We've gone away from this moral, the moral connection. Unreal. Well, might as well finish it. We're almost at the end. If I know aught of the spirit and the purpose of our nation, we will not listen to comfort, opportunism, and timidity. We will carry on. Overwhelmingly, we of the Republic are men and women of goodwill. Men and women who have more than warmth in their hearts, more warm hearts of dedication. Men and women who have cool heads and willing hands of practical purpose as well. They will insist that every agency of popular government use effective instruments to carry out their will. Government is competent when all who compose it work as trustees for the people. It can make constant progress when it keeps abreast of all the facts. It can obtain justified support and legitimate criticism when the people receive true information of all that government does. If I know aught of the will of our people... They will demand that these conditions of effective government shall be created and maintained, and they will demand a nation uncorrupted by the cancers of injustice and therefore strong among the nations as its example of the will to peace. Today, we reconsecrate our country to a long-cherished ideal in a suddenly changing civilization. In every land, there are always at work forces that drive men apart and forces that draw men together. In our personal ambitions, we are individualists, but in our seeking for economic and political progress as a nation, we all go up or else we all go down as one people. To maintain a democracy of effort requires a vast amount of patience in dealing with differing methods, a vast amount of humility, but out of the confusion of many voices rises an understanding of a dominant public need. Then political leadership can voice common ideals and aid in their realization. In taking, again, the oath of office of the President of the United States, I assume the solemn obligation of leading the American people forward along a road over which they have chosen to advance. While this duty rests upon me, I shall do my utmost to speak their purpose and do their will, seeking divine guidance to help us, each and every one of us, to give light to them that sit in darkness. (sighs) 
and guide our feet to the way of peace. All right, that's it. I'm done. Jesus Christ. Ah, oh, brother. You guys. I gotta get out of here. You hear Ray playing with that little mouse? He's killing that mouse. It's not a real mouse. It's a fake mouse, obviously. Ugh, it's so depressing. You guys. Thank you so much for hanging out tonight. We will continue this tomorrow. And all I can ask is, hopefully I'll meet you here at 6 p.m. Eastern time. All right. And yes, this is live. If you want, I'm looking at the, another chat. SS on Periscope. Is this live? Yes. We, you can join us on YouTube, youtube.com slash C for channel slash RDT Daily Media. And we'll see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern back here. And we'll continue. God knows what will happen between then. We have the Million Maggot March happening. And other things, more conversations about how we fix and change this country for the better. In the meantime, remember what I say, it is true, you know it. We are on the right side of history. We don't have to apologize for that. And we are on the right side of democracy. <laughs> the thousand march. <laughs> Maybe a million maggots, but not a million people, that's for sure. Um, yeah. And we will win when we get the message out. So give us a like and a share, and thank you for all, all your super chats tonight. I want to thank, again, Jim, of course, and Richard, and River. Thank you so much. And JD and Richard W. I just saw that. I'm sorry. I didn't miss that come in. Another great show, Tara. Thank you, Richard. And there you go. Yeah, the 100 March, Greg said. <laughs> 100 very loud maggots. And of course, there'll be many cameras in front of them. That's what happens. Ex ex amplifying their insanity. So we have a lot of work to do. It's definitely our work is cut out for us. So let's go get unconscious. Yeah. When I'm unconscious, there are no maggots. There's no million maggot march. No, no, no. It's only nice things. Unicorns and rainbows and shit. All right. So let's meet back here tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern. The RDT Daily YouTube channel, I prefer. And in the meantime, it is true. We are on the right side of history. You know it. They know it. We are on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. And we will win. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you 
tomorrow night.